millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Use actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. And welcome back to another episode of Saturday Night Livestream. Hope you guys are having a great night. Do me a favor. We are live on Twitter, Rumble, Odyssey, The Foxhole, Getter, and a couple of other places. But help us out by sharing the broadcast. Give it a like while you're here as well. It's totally free. really helps out the channel. Tonight, my guest is filmmaker Jennifer Sharp, a viewer a couple of weeks ago, had sent me over a link to a new documentary she produced. It's called Anecdotals, and it's a honest and compassionate look at a lot of different individual cases and the larger issue of injuries due to the COVID-19 vaccine. We've talked about this a lot on the channel tonight, and Jennifer is uh, an interesting case because, obviously, she has the talent to produce a fine-quality piece of work like this. But she also was a proponent of the COVID-19 vaccine and vaccines in general. And I really like the approach that she took. Compassion, I think, is something that's sorely lacking from our society today. And uh, we can all show a little bit of grace. So I hope that you will stick around with us. Enjoy the conversation that Jennifer and I are going to have. And in the meantime, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn because we're going to be right back after this. All right. Welcome back to the program, everyone. And please join me in welcoming my guest for this evening, Miss Jennifer Sharp. Jennifer, how are you tonight? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm a little bit under the weather, but this was a really important show. I didn't want to reschedule on you, so I am powering through it. And I hope everybody uh, can uh, uh, excuse me for my voice. I'm a little bit froggy, but I've got a lot of hauls, and I'm probably going to be popping them throughout the night. So, uh, Jennifer, as I was saying in the introduction, uh, a viewer had sent over your documentary, Anecdotals. It's really well produced. Uh, and, and ironically, I've interviewed uh, quite a few of the people that you actually have in the documentary. So I'm very familiar with the subject. But 
I'm really interested in your personal story. I mean, you're an award-making filmmaker, editor, writer, producer, and I bet the last thing you thought you were going to be doing was producing a documentary asking people to take an honest look at vaccine injury. A hundred percent the last thing. And in fact, I just finished my latest uh, fiction film before I started this. And my plan was that this fiction film was going to propel me into mainstream. Um, It's this great comedy. I shot it in Mexico. I spent six years making it. I've been making movies for since I since I was six. I wanted to do this so that I am a true filmmaker and. I was like, if I work so hard on this movie that I that I just did, that was going to do it for me. And then, of course, the world takes you different ways. And that mm-hmm. movie, COVID happens, so that movie doesn't really even get distribution. And then I get a vaccine reaction, and then I'm making this movie because I have to, like, out of just seeing what's going on, I have to as a filmmaker. And the next thing you know, I have this movie about the COVID vaccine and reactions. And, yeah, life is life is wild. Absolutely. So what has the response been? I mean, I can tell you, I, I, I can imagine the response from people like in, in my field. I, I'm sure that there's been a lot of interest in it and people are pretty receptive. But I guess I'm thinking about people from your former life, uh, people who do trust the mainstream media, people who repeat things like trust the science and, uh, you know, you're doing this for the betterment of humanity. What have those people said to you about this? So I'm actually rolling it out to them one by one. Okay. Um, so they're not catching it because I feel like I, it needs to come with a discussion. It yeah. really does, unfortunately. And it's like, if I just put it on Facebook and was like, this is my new movie and started, people would be like, what? And they'd be turned off. And it's such a delicate subject, unfortunately, that I'm actually sending people personal texts and saying, this is my new movie. Please take the time to watch it. And I feel like that's how it has to be done because otherwise people are so you know, they're so hard headed. And I actually got feedback via somebody else who got feedback because we're all in this community to try to like give it to the people who are disbelievers. Like that's what I made this movie for was for the skeptical people who are pro-vax because I made it gentle. It's not telling them how to think. It's just showing them a nuance. Um, But I've gotten, I actually got like my most hardcore rip of the film from somebody who's pro-vax and it was really interesting. And it, and, uh, trying to find facts wrong with it. And it, one of the things I've gotten a lot is people who throw the definition of anecdotes because the name of the movie is anecdotals. Right. right. Um, anecdotals, not even yeah. a real word. <laughs> not even, yeah, it's not even a real word. I know I made sure. that word up. I put an S. I, I put an S. I created the word for the movie. Um, I like but, it. I like you know, it. And, you know, I have the, the movie opens with the definition of anecdote. Mm-hmm. which is basically like based on a personal account, not based in science. So not necessarily true or mm-hmm. something, whatever the definition is exactly. But I, but all the, but I've had a few people without watching the movie, throw that back in my face or on Twitter or whatever. And they're like, yeah, anecdotals, the title gives it away. It's like not science. It's not true. Why would I waste my time on it? And mm-hmm. somebody who actually watched the movie said the same thing. And the whole point of the movie is, yes, we're anecdotals. I'm talking about that. We are anecdotal. Yeah. But we also deserve a voice. And I'm even saying we might be rare. And just because we're rare, especially if we're rare, shouldn't there be money and resources to help us? And there aren't. So that's the compassion piece. And then whether it actually is rare or not is a whole other story. But for the movie, I'm not even saying it's not rare, you know, so I'm giving you benefit of the doubt. Let's say it's rare, but we're anecdotal, but we deserve to be heard. So that's something that kind of gets thrown from the people. Like they, they just like to find any, you know, they like to find things wrong with it. And, um, 
it's been interesting, but for the most part, really good. And I've had some really good people whose eyes have been opened too. And they were like, I had no idea. Thank you for sharing this. I had no idea. So, um, it's a slow roll. It's a slow roll, but we're doing it. <laughs> well, it, it's it's an uphill battle. You know, I mean, it, this I think you said in the film, you know, that this isn't political, but unfortunately, it's been made into a political issue. You know, we had politicians and authority figures and uh, a lot of talking heads in the mainstream media calling anyone who was you know, in any sense, hesitant or reticent to just take this vaccine that really had, you know, no proving time. I mean, it's certainly uh, a much shorter uh, window in terms of, you know, any other vaccines that have been developed in the past. But it's been used as a partisan dividing tool between the left and the right. And, you know, and it really shouldn't be. I mean, I and this is why I I try to stress this to the audience. I, I, I see people in the chat saying, oh, you know, good riddance. The people who got the vaccines are going to have adverse reactions, and then we just won't have to deal with them anymore. But it's not just, like, the blue-haired weirdos and the people who are screaming on Twitter, like the most vocal minority of, uh, you know, our political, uh, you know, I I guess antithesis that is uh, suffering from this. I mean, I know plenty of just moderate, middle-of-the-road people. I know people on the right who felt that, you know, it was safe and effective. That's what they were told. It was safe and effective. And so it's not a left or a right issue. This is, to me, this is an issue of humanity versus a monolithic manner of thought that is being pushed upon us by an authoritative totalitarian system. You know, you look at, uh, at, at vaccines in the past, okay? And, uh, swine flu vaccine in 1976, you had one serious event in every 100,000 reactions, and they withdrew the, vi- the vaccine. In the rotavirus vaccine in 1999, you had one to two in every 10,000 reactions that were serious. And then in the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines, it's one in every 800, which is just an astronomical number when you compare it to these vaccines in the past that they were so uncomfortable allowing people to take that they took them off the shelf. And these ones are, are being officially promoted. And not only that, but they're telling people to get more, you know, get, yeah. get a second dose, get a booster, get a third and a fourth booster. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. And I feel like logical thinking has just gone out the window. Yeah, it's and, you know, and to what you said, too, like, as far as people not being to blame, but yes, there's a lot of illogical thinking and there's a lot of people that I just want to shake. Yeah. But at the same time, when you really look at what's happening with the Twitter files and what's coming up at how immersed the government has been on creating this oh, yeah. narrative, you know, for those of the people, for those of you who have known for 30 years the vaccine reactions and you're on this, like, great, you knew what to look for. You have this yep. information. But there are a lot of people that, you know, weren't affected and have been going with it. And we haven't had a mass vaccine like this. We haven't had a crisis. So they weren't looking for the bad things. And when the government is putting such a specified, like, this is what we're going to tell you, mm-hmm. you can understand how people were fooled. Like, you really oh, yeah. can. Now, the people who will refuse to watch the movie, you know, then you're really just being willfully blind or you're, you know, that's a problem if mm-hmm. you're not willing to talk about it. But I, and I appreciate you saying that because I've definitely um gotten pushed back from the, I, didn't, I don't even want to say left, uh, from the vaccine advocates. Right. And go. I've gotten pushed back from the, <laughs> and I've gotten pushed back from the vaccine skeptics. Mm-hmm. And I actually, um, so Somebody will put in one of the chats, you know, it was like a live thing. And someone was like, oh, she's pathetic. She's only doing this because she got injured. 
And it was, and I, and I just look at that comment and I'm like, first of all, how does it help to call somebody pathetic? Like, why are we so into calling each other names? Like, no. number one, like it really is like, okay, I'm pathetic, but they also don't know me. Cause I actually had a lot of people and a few people in my life who weren't getting vaccinated mm-hmm. and I was fine with them. I never judged them when they, you know, they would, we would talk about it and I'd be like, yeah, I can't tell you to get vaccinated. Cause I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to take it. But I was never like, oh, you're horrible. You're not getting vaccinated with my friends. I know a doctor who didn't get vaccinated vaccinated and, and lied to his patients and said he was oh wow because he knew i know and it's as i that's as far as i go with but he i understood that he had to because i understood he did not want to get vaccinated and if he told his clientele that he was not vaccinated he would lose them and he had of to course. make a choice like what do i do um so i understood i understood it so it's like you know take it easy on the people who got it i also know someone whose brother died of covid mm-hmm. brother her age like 48 years old 50 years old died of covid she went through the whole horrible thing when the moderna trials came she was the first to raise her hand and is she an idiot or a moron for getting vaccinated no she was in the trial like her brother died she wanted to help society yeah. so there is a whole you know there's a whole lot of reasons why you would get vaccinated not everybody's just a moron who believes everything and we also were told a lot of lies propaganda that weren't mm-hmm. allowed to hear other sides. So I just say, yeah, I ask people to have compassion. And I think if our real goal is to make a change and to help the people who need help get the vaccines off the off the list of boosters and mandates and childhood vaccination, if that's our true goal, then the way we're going to make a change is coming together and having people listen and talk, not yeah. by calling people names, not by saying I was right, not by saying you're a moron. Absolutely. It, it it accomplishes nothing when people do that. You know, I, that we have a huge problem in society with that. The Internet has turned people into monsters more often than not, because I, I bet you nine times out of ten, whoever said that to you would never have said that in person. They're probably a very unhappy person in real life. And the truth of the matter is that we are dealing with a very sophisticated control grid. These, the government, the uh, yeah. the authorities, the CDC, the FDA, they have an incredible system of propaganda that they have been uh, like just, you know, they've been harnessing it and they have been honing it for decades. Since Edward Bernays wrote propaganda, they have been fine-tuning the system that they could use to control the minds of the people. And you, anybody out there watching this right now, you only know what you know at the time that you know it. And like, you know, taking the proverbial red pill for every single person started with an event like this. For most of you, hopefully it didn't happen with an adverse reaction to a vaccine like Jennifer. But I can tell you for a lot of people, it was a traumatic experience. I mean, and that's just the way that it goes, because it's when you find the truth of something that completely shatters your worldview and it forces you to start going down those rabbit holes and looking in other directions when you have been facing forward for your entire adult life. And then all of a sudden something happens to make you turn around. It's like the proverbial uh, uh, proto humans in Plato's cave. You know, I mean, they're looking at the shadows on the wall and that's what they believe the world to be until somebody behind them says, hey, the entrance to the cave is over here. Come outside and see what the real world looks like. That's what you went through. Yeah. And then the world opens up to you and it's actually a beautiful thing. Yeah. And 
I would challenge that every single person has that about something. There's something in your life that you think you know, but because of your lack of seeing a bigger picture of it, you actually don't see the big picture. So, you know, like with the vaccines, some people might have known this and understood this, but there might be another issue that you've kind of been fed or seen. And and it's a beautiful thing when your world opens, though. Like I have to say, like the whole change that I've made is really has been really hard and frustrating. But it's also, I feel like it's, I'm changing, I'm evolving. And isn't that kind of what humanity is and being a human is like, like, I want to always grow. I want to always evolve. I don't want to be the same person when I die that I was when I was born or in high school. Like you always want to change. So every time you have these big shifts, Mm -hmm. um, it actually is a beautiful thing. Like I, it's enjoyable. It's kind of what life is about, right? Learning, growing, changing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You, You mentioned your, your friend whose brother died of COVID. Uh, how far along was he? Did did they put him on remdesivir and, and put him on a ventilator? And the reason I ask yeah. is, OK, yeah. OK, so let yeah. me tell you this. You may not realize this yet, but in remdesivir trials, 50 percent of the people who were given it for the 14 day run all died. OK, and when they started testing remdesivir, it was for Ebola. And so when they put people onto remdesivir, like a lot of times they end up going into total system failure and they sedate them. And a lot of these people who died from covid like on paper during the pandemic, they put them on remdesivir. They sedated them with morphine and, uh, you know, uh, uh, aliprazolam, a whole bunch of different things. And then they put them onto a ventilator because they couldn't breathe for themselves. And then when they died. They just said that it was from COVID and the hospitals got an additional dollar payout, like tens of thousands of dollars for putting the patients on remdesivir. They got more money if they put them onto a ventilator. And then if they recorded them as dying from COVID, they got an even larger sum, all from the federal government. And, you know, that's why you saw cases of I'm sure you heard about it, you know, people getting shot and then coming into the hospital and they die from the bullet wound, but they test them and they test positive for COVID. And then they record the death as COVID. It's patently ridiculous, but it's about yeah. money, unfortunately. Yeah. Money for the doctors in the hospital and yeah. then also money for the pharmaceutical companies because it creates more fear. If all these people are dying of COVID, I better get vaccinated. I better, yeah. you know, and yeah, and they're not, yeah, they're remdesivir. That's like really hard on your liver. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because I'm trying, my goal, my quest is to open the minds, the eyes of people whose eyes can be opened. There are some sure. who can, but there's a lot of people like, vaccine advocates who can but it's like this whole gentle thing we have to say it's like you can only say so much or then they're like oh that's not true right you know and i love what you said because that's so interesting about you know like that and i'm one that i realized like the hospitals people went on ventilators and they were dying i also realized people um would go to the hospital with COVID and basically they were told to go home until you're bad enough to come back and die. Yep, and that was yep. all you could do for all these things. Where I'm like, I kind of think you're saying we're killing people by talking about the vaccine, but can we explore that? Maybe the government was killing people because sure. they were pushing the vaccine that wasn't working. And, but it's like, as soon as you go there, you sh- people's minds shut off. Some people's do. It's a shame, but I'm really trying to walk this delicate dance. Absolutely. I really am. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It's, it's a fine line. And uh, it, I, I, I definitely appreciate the, the work that you're doing. Have you seen that the FDA and the CDC is now angry with Moderna because they hid the effectiveness of their vaccines and told them that it was way better? Didn't although it doesn't work at all, really. Have you seen that? <laughs> 
I saw, okay, so I saw the headlines and I've been yeah. so busy. I actually took a picture of the headlines and was like going to text it to some people to be like, this is really, really good, right? Is there something I, because it was CNN and Politico mm-hmm. that I saw the headline. That. So I'm like, yeah. CNN and Politico are reporting this. Like we are going to, but I never clicked on the actual article. So until I do that, I've learned that by now. Like I, I don't react to headlines. I saw the headline. I haven't read the whole article. I'm hoping it's kind of what it sounds like. But is that true? Like there, it's absolutely true. Things? Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. And I mean, I think uh, across the board, the 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 percentage of effectiveness that any of these pharmaceutical companies said either publicly or to the government. I mean, it was far less than what they were telling people. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that Pfizer wanted to hold back all of their their COVID papers, basically, for 75 years. Not only so that people wouldn't recognize how ineffective it is, uh, but for specifically all of the various side effects that they're well aware of. You know, I mean, uh, you just you may not know this, but I mean, there are cases of what are what is essentially vaccine induced AIDS that is developing in people. And, you know, just that all that means is acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. Their immune systems are shutting down because the action of the mRNA vaccines goes into their immune system. It essentially stops their natural immune system. And then they only start producing the antibodies for that one strain of covid that they got the vaccine for. And so then it makes them more likely to get other sicknesses and other illnesses and their body is unable to fight it off. And that's on top of myocarditis or pericarditis or blood clots or, you know, I I actually there's a woman that um, I actually spoke to her in preparation for this. I I interviewed her before. Her name is uh, Mandy and she is a young mother. Uh, She's got like two or three children. And after her first dose of the Pfizer vaccine, she developed multiple sclerosis uh, and like a whole host of other viruses and diseases uh, since that time. She's suffering greatly. I mean, she's essentially disabled for life. And she's going through the same thing that that a lot of the people in your documentary talk about it, that people just don't want to listen. The doctors tell them, oh, well, we can't find anything wrong with you. It must not be the vaccine. It can't be the vaccine. So maybe you've got something wrong with your head. Yeah, it's crazy. I actually am looking right now for this. Um, I just want to read this too. It's a Please. so I, I since I started the um, this documentary, I get about three emails a day mm-hmm. from other vaccine injured people thanking me for the vacuum for the documentary and saying that they feel heard. So for that, that alone is worth it. I'm like, and they're like, this is great. You're reading our stories out. And then they share their stories with me. And it's really touching. And I didn't expect that from this documentary at all. And it's been amazing. And I get three to five a day, but I got this one today. And this guy just sent me this email and he's just like, hi, after having the second shot within five days, I had a cardiac arrest mm. being out for 16 minutes left me with Lance Adams disease and myoclunus. I'm in a wheelchair and my left hand and arm has no control. Mm. I'm on about 10 medications. It took me a year to be able to walk with a walker and I still fall all the time. I went from a very active, healthy life, riding bikes, lifting weights, running my own construction company to sitting in a chair all day watching TV. I feel I've been let down and have no recourse for what has happened to me. It's horrible. I got this email today. I got this today. And I've been, yeah. You know, I mean, I would imagine that you're probably giving people a lot of hope because, I mean, this is the type of like massive nationwide exposure that is needed so that 
people can understand exactly what's going on. You know, I mean, you look at these stories, just people over and over again, you know, hey, I was in favor of vaccines. You know, I joined the trial. You know, I did what I was told to do. I trusted the science. And then they end up in a situation like that person emailing you there. I mean, I would imagine you're probably going to have no show. You can make a series out of this, you know, an ongoing series on YouTube or just do interviews with people and release them individually and then put them together into another film. I mean, as tragic as it is, I mean, it, it, the opportunity is there. And I was when I was talking to my friend earlier, you know, I said, I think that we need to have people in your position coming forward and being as vocal as possible so that we can confront the people who told you that it was safe and effective, who told you that there's nothing wrong with you when it's clear that there is all of these people, tens of thousands of people are not simply mentally ill in the snap of the finger out of nowhere. And it's not just symptoms that you can't see. I know you say in the movie that, you know, people can't see your symptoms. Other people's symptoms are not visible. But there are plenty of people whose legs no longer work, who Damar Hamlin has a heart attack at the age of 32 in the middle of an NFL game the other day. Guy dies on the field. They bring him back. Incredible stuff, you know, but that's not normal. That's not normal. So I, what, what, what actually happened to you when, when you received your vaccine and, and you became injured? Um, I had a reaction the very first day I got mm-hmm. in the evening. I went home and my whole reaction was the left side of my body. And it was very obvious because, you know, was, people was like the to injection the on the left. Yeah, the injection yeah. was on the okay. left. And the people I remember early on, somebody I told was like, well, you know, you don't know that the vaccine caused it. And I'm like, if you get a shot. And, you know, you go to bed that night and the whole left side of your body is having these neurological reactions. You are positive it was the vaccine. And then you meet a hundred thousand, not, not a hundred thousand. You meet a thousand, thousands of other people with the same story. Um, but I had, uh, my, couldn't feel the left side of my face. Mm-hmm. I woke up. I had sweated the bed, dripping in sweat. But when I felt my right side, it was totally dry and my left side mm-hmm. was just drenched. Oh, wow. I had a headache really bad on the left side of my head, but it stopped on the right. It was wild. A fever. If I touched the left side of my face, it was really hot. The right side was cool. Um, so that happened. And then I, I couldn't feel my face for about six weeks. Um, it slowly came back to normal. Um, swollen ankle, knee on my left side. So it hurt to walk. Um, and then paresthesia, which is just prickling pins and needles, electric shock, weird nerve stuff, um, and, and some itching. And so that was me. And so luckily I found the group, you know, and then I started seeing people with so much worse things. And I, like, I never know how to act about my reaction because now that I've seen so many other ones and I know people whose lives are ruined, I, mine is so mild, but then it's like, mm-hmm. so what if it's mild? Like I yeah. still have pins and needles, like it's two years later. And I still like every now and then, you know, I'll get a sharp pain here, sharp pain here, itchy palms. My, you know, I get, the, I get paresthesia still. Um, It's mild. It's totally livable. But it's like, is that okay? And mm-hmm. and also, how many people have that and don't know it's a vaccine reaction? Have it because if I hadn't had it really bad for the first couple months and then slowly tapered off, what I have right now, someone could easily just be like, oh yeah, my foot keeps falling asleep and weird, and like not put it to the vaccine. Right. And how is this hurting us long term? Like, sure, we don't know. So, yeah. so how how long was how long was it from you realizing something was wrong before you had the idea to make the film? And what was that journey like in between? Okay, so March of 2021, I got the vaccine. January of 2022, I decided to make the movie, mm-hmm. and 
a few times people, cause they know I'm a filmmaker. They were like, Oh, you should, um, you should make a movie. And I'm like, no way. Like I said, I had just spent six years making my dream movie that kind of broke my heart because it didn't, because of COVID shut down, you know, all distribution hope. And so I was like, I'm not going through that again. I don't have any money. Like I just put, you know, not doing it. And I also don't want to get in this battle. I don't want to be called. I don't want to be branded, you know, an anti-vaxxer or whatever. And like, I know what happens when people start talking and I just don't want to be in this political. So I was like, no. Right. Um, but what happened is more and more things were wrong in the society that people I knew weren't acknowledging. So I'm definitely um, not to make it political. I try to stay away from the political labels, but yeah, I mean, I'm more left wing. My life is more left. The people in my life were more vaccine advocates. They believed in the vaccine. Yeah. They believed in the, the mandates. So things would happen. And the people in my life, I would just see blinders, blinders. And, and I would just be like, well, do you understand when the mandates came, I couldn't, I couldn't go anywhere, you know, and I would live in Los Angeles. So I was, I was being invited places and I'd be like, I'm not allowed to go. And I'd be telling people like, this is wrong. The mandates are wrong. And my people in my life would be like, well, it's a public health issue. And just so things like that. And then like, there was the whole ivermectin when everybody was like, it's a horsey rumor and, I, and everybody knew that ivermectin was bad. And these are people who I know knew nothing about ivermectin. So I just started seeing people repeating talking points without mm-hmm. thinking. And then not really even listening to me and like natural immunity wasn't recognized and nurses were fired for getting the vaccine for not getting the vaccine. But if you got the vaccine as a nurse and got COVID, you were allowed to keep working COVID positive, mm-hmm. like just all this stuff that more and more like and then just seeing this like kind of blind stupor of like believing and not questioning and not getting angry that I finally was like, I no one will listen to me. So I'm making this so that these people will listen. And it took till January. It, I had lost my second job because I wasn't vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and my job in, in January was only a three week job, but it was a great job. It was film related. It was good money, three weeks. And I, I had a, I had an exemption at that point. And another thing is I couldn't get an exemption for so long. I got an exemption. I got a vax card. I said, I'll, get tested every day and they were like no if you're not vaccinated you can't work here and that was the the final straw as i was like i it's my duty to tell the story and people don't think there are vaccine reactions still and i know thousands of people with them i have to tell this story period mm-hmm. so, so you're saying despite the fact that you got the first shot they wanted you to get the second one and and be boosted and continue to get them it wasn't yes. enough to capitulate the first time Yep. And I even said, okay, if I get the second shot to have this job, will you, can I hold you responsible if my reaction gets worse and I end Mm -hmm. up in the hospital? And like, are you guys willing to take that risk for me or, you know, take it on? Because I've already had a reaction. I already have a doctor's note saying Mm -hmm. she shouldn't get any more shots. And they were like, no. And I was just like, this is crazy, like crazy, crazy. Um, And there was another guy who had, who wasn't vaccinated and he had um, heart issues like, mm-hmm. I think he had had, like, heart surgery or something a couple, like, months ago. He'd had heart surgery. So he's like, I'm not getting the vaccine. And they wouldn't hire him either. That was just, it was, it was crazy. So I, I decided to do it, but I was going to do it. I actually didn't set out to make a really good movie or anything. I just set out as an artist and as a filmmaker to tell my story. Like, I was like, I just have to tell the story. And I had no money. So I, you know, I reached out and tried to get, like, a few investors, a few funders. And I was just like... Let's see how much money I can get. And whatever money I raise and whatever time I can put into it, that's what's going to come out of it. So I pretty much made the entire movie alone, you know, alone. Um, I got a 
two produ- two producers on pretty early who were able to help with some financing and give me opinions on some rough cuts and stuff. But I put myself in a hole for six months and I just was like, if I could have the ears of all the people that I want to listen to me, what would I say to them? And that was what I made this movie. That that was it. Yeah. We um, Has YouTube allowed you to monetize the film? Um, so I don't, first, I haven't tried. I don't even really know how that works, but you know, they took us off, right? Or oh, they took no, us I off. I wasn't aware of that because oh, okay. that's where I watched it yeah. was on YouTube. Right. So the YouTube story is actually great because a, a day after we went up, they took us down for medical misinformation. Wow. And then of course I appealed and I told, asked them to tell me what's medical misinformation. Um, you know, I, I got, I, I paid a lot of money to have a lawyer fact check the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, to because i was like i want this bulletproof so they wouldn't tell me what was misinformation they just said it was misinformation they denied my appeal and then senator ron johnson tweeted about the youtube taking it off and all this stuff How and cool. he got sixty thousand views yeah he got sixty thousand views on his tweet and that afternoon youtube sent me an apology letter said they're sorry it was a mistake and they put the movie back up so, and not only that, I don't think the movie even has a COVID sensor underneath it. Like one of those COVID information things. Like, no, actually, I am fully I, authorized. Let me see. Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to check because I didn't notice one either. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it, I, it doesn't say anything. You, know, you guys, I, I passed the link out into the chat. So you, I would highly recommend that you watch the film after we're done here tonight or watch it in the future and certainly share it with people. But I mean, let me tell you what you need to do to be able to to monetize the film. I believe that you have to have like a, a thousand subscribers, a certain number of watch hours. The video has over a hundred thousand views. It's gotten 10,000 views since I checked it this morning. So, um, I, I would say you probably have met all of the criteria to monetize. And is, since they are so scared, considering the fact that Ron Johnson intervened, you could probably monetize this. And, and honestly, I mean, you should be getting paid for your work. I mean, the, the fact yeah. that you put your your, uh, you know, your time and your money and your sweat equity, all of it into the film, uh, you should definitely be able to, uh, uh, to 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 get something back from that. And it would be Does so that sweet. Mean commercials. Uh, yeah, that would mean that yeah. there would be commercials. You can they would have them at the beginning of the video, at the end of the video, and you could even set them uh, like in the middle. And, we, you know, it's an hour and a half film. So, I mean, there's ample opportunity to, you know, maybe once every 20 minutes or something like that. But I, I would love to see that happen simply because of the fact that YouTube participated in the silencing of good information under the guise of misinformation or disinformation. I was deleted from YouTube October 15th, 2020, right before the election. And uh, definitely I had to, you know, the entire time I was on YouTube, I had to bite my tongue when it came to subjects of of COVID-19. At a certain point, like we were told, you know, you you just don't even bother talking about this anymore, because if you do, then we're going to take your channel down. And uh, and so I had to get creative, you know, I mean, using code words and, you know, speaking an allegory if I wanted to discuss this stuff. And so by the time that they deleted us, myself and a whole bunch of my friends, you know, it was just impossible. You couldn't. And then I got deleted from Twitter just about a week later. And thank God I'm back on Twitter. And now and now they're they're not going to take me down because I'm not sharing bad information. I was never sharing bad information. I was just sharing information that was inconvenient. I love that Ron Johnson tweeted about the film. That's so cool. I didn't even know. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's really cool and he got like and other people were pissed you know they were mad and they were like but and i think the twitter files helped because i think youtube and facebook i think the other social media is like seeing what's happening with twitter and they know the same thing happened with them Mm. so they're kind of trying to be a little more maybe between that and ron johnson blowing them up yeah no i'm so thankful that he did that and um it shows that you know we can make a change it actually gave me optimistic like we can make a change. We now have a vaccine injury movie anecdotals mm-hmm. on YouTube. So that gives it more legitimacy for the people who aren't believing or whatever. It's easier to find. It's a mainstream streaming platform. Um, I think, and, and also more people are getting boosters. And unfortunately, like every week in my group, there's a new person who joins the, who joins my vaccine injury group on Facebook, mm-hmm. like crying that their life has been ruined and what do they do? And they can't imagine living like this. And they just got their second booster and what do they do? And those of us who got it from our first shot two years ago are like, you had no clue. Wow. Oh, yeah. Like you, and, and the government did that. So more and more people are going to get injured. Unfortunately, we're trying to stop that. But as that happens, it's going to be more wide known. You know, YouTube let us on. I do think we can do this. You know, the CN, I mean, the CDC, and is now questioning Moderna and Pfizer or whatever that what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's great. I was so surprised and I was like, this is a huge win, but yeah, we got a Senator behind us and we got back on YouTube. So well, it is worth fighting. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, and as somebody who's been in this fight for years at this point, you know, I'm very optimistic about the future. You know, I mean, like this is not something that happened to America overnight. Yes. You know, the advent of the pandemic, whatever the nature of its beginnings were, you know, it was rather sudden on a lot of people were taken by surprise. But, you know, I mean, many people were not really all that surprised when they tried to stuff this down our throats. And, you know, as soon as the government starts telling you that you have to do something that is uh, constitutionally outside of the bounds of anything that they can make you do. And certainly uh, we've never had that happen in a workplace or or in, uh, you know, educational environments. I mean, this is completely unheard of. It's brand new. But I mean, a lot of people heard that and they immediately knew like, hey, this is nothing that I want anything to do with. What the, the most ironic part for me, Jennifer, is that so many, like, you know, I, I used to be somebody who considered myself to be on the left as well, you know, when I was younger, you know, but for me, as I got older and I got more conservative, you know, being a parent and like, you know, making my own money, I, you know, it, it, my, my political views just changed. And I started thinking about the country and the way that we were going in a different direction. But, you know, I didn't trust the government when I was a leftist, and I certainly don't trust the government now. And for some reason, all of a sudden, it's like the people who were saying, you know, like, you know, F authority 10 years ago are now like, you know, oh, Dr. Fauci is a saint and I'm going to get a tattoo of him and we're going to wear T-shirts and it's St. Anthony Fauci. Like, I don't understand how these people can take such uh, an abrupt turn and suddenly believe everything that the government tells you. You know, I mean, the people who are championing these mandates are the same people who were fighting for Julian Assange not that long ago. And as soon as WikiLeaks <laughs> released the Hillary Clinton emails, oh, God, now, you know, we, we got to turn our backs on Julian. We got to trust the government. It's crazy. It is crazy. And it's like there's a lot of us now in the middle. And I have to say, I've met a lot of people left leaning mm-hmm. in that are that are right where I am too. And that's been a surprise too, because so much of my world that was left was so blind to things Mm -hmm. that I was like, is the left all just that crazy? But then I actually have to say in making the movie too, I've, I've, and in putting it out, I've met a lot of people on the left that are like, thank you for doing this. No, we've been seeing this. This isn't right. So that's, that's been a, a nice thing to see. 
But yes, it's really crazy. But it's the fear. I think it was the perfect opportunity, right? Because COVID comes and we do the lockdown and you just use that fear to get people ready to do whatever you say. And you, and you just see that happen. And But yeah, I mean, Fauci can lie about the masks mm-hmm. and then change his mind and then say he was lying for the greater good. And like, no one has a problem with that. Like, you know, and, and natural immunity and like, yeah, all this stuff, it it does blow my mind, but people are not, but I think there's a change happening. I think there's a change coming. There there definitely is. And and I think that, you know, more than anything, the real problem was good people who saw what was happening and who just didn't want to go against the grain. Uh, it's too much trouble to come out and tell people how I really feel. You know, it's just easier to go along, go with the flow and just do what we're being told because it's going to end sometime and it's not going to get that bad. But I mean, I think that anytime you have people in a terrible situation like that with an authoritarian regime, uh, you know, asking for, you know, stronger and stronger restrictions and, you know, telling you what you can think and what you can say and how you can act and where you can go, you know, it, it it's a, uh, it's a, progressive ideology not in a good way you know i mean it gets progressively worse worse more totalitarian and uh, you know the way that they can get there the way that they're successful doing that is because people choose not to say anything they 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 stand back and they say you know what not me i'm not brave i'm not going to go risking my career i'm not going to risk my friendships i want my family to talk to me at thanksgiving so I'm just not going to say anything. But I think we've gotten to the point now where we can't afford to keep going like that. I mean, we have so many people who are injured. We have so many excess deaths. I mean, tens of thousands. I mean, I I, I, I had the figures and I forgot what they were, but the insurance industry, the life insurance industry, I mean, they are they are reporting an astronomical number of additional people. And they can tell you that it's not related to COVID. Okay, so what's the one thing that they have injected into the population, metaphorically and literally, and that's the COVID-19 vaccines. And so I mean, people need to start looking at it. Exactly. And they need to look. And it's also, it's interesting because what it's, what it's showing me too is like this polarization of this is that people, this whole two-party system is has always been a problem and is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're either a Republican or a Democrat. So if you're Republican, you believe in these and you agree on all these things. And if you're Democrat, you believe in this. And it means you're anti-war or was anti-war, not you're pro-war, whatever. You're yeah. pro-abortion, you're pro-gun control. You're and and what I'm realizing where I am now is it's like it's ridiculous to to have to identify with one side and then these are your beliefs like you can have some of these beliefs you can be for gun control and against abortion and Mm -hmm. you can but it's like as soon as you make a claim to one of these stands vaccine is the huge thing that we're seeing you're suddenly put on one side or the other so i have this situation now where like i'm in california and governor newsom was absolutely horrible with the COVID stuff right and he's the democrat you know, and I'm, I've actually always been independent, but I've always voted Democrat, right? So, um, do I vote for a Republican because I really don't like Newsom and I don't like what he's done, but they have a lot of, um, a lot of things that I don't agree with either. Like, I'm not okay with some of the Republican, you know, points. And it's just like, why do I have to be a Democrat or a Republican? And yes, there's a lot of us in the middle, but like, we can't vote. I mean, it doesn't help. Like, we don't are, we, we don't have middle parties that can do something. So it's, so it's just like, I know I'm not voting for Newsom and I'm not voting Republican. Mm-hmm. So do I not vote? And then you have the whole world telling you, this is the most important election. You're a horrible person if you don't right. vote. And I'm like, right. 
Are you sure you want me to vote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they really have put us be- they put us between a rock and a hard place and so many different issues. And they use those kind of cottage wedge issues like abortion and gun control and you know whatever it might be uh, to to keep us divided. You know, saying that you know yes. if you you know if you if you don't believe this, well then you're a fascist, and if you do believe this, well you know then you're a communist. But I mean that's not necessarily the 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 truth all the time. You know, I mean there there is a spectrum. And there is an ability for people to have a, a wide variety of viewpoints. And, you know, more than anything, I, I think that for me, it's about freedom, it's about liberty, and it's about slavery. And I feel that the direction that the federal government that we have currently is going, I mean, they are pushing us ever closer to a sort of uh, a digital slavery or even uh, a, a literal one. You know, I mean, like they have been very clear about the way that they've wanted America to go. I mean, we can't have a country if there's no law and order. And they have told us that we have to comply in certain ways and that we have to be okay with unrestricted illegal immigration. We have to be okay with drugs flooding the streets. I mean, rather than fighting the issue of drug use and drug abuse and addiction, they've chosen to start handing out needles and and free samples of crack cocaine and heroin and stuff. That just seems absolutely insane to me. I'm a former addict. I've got five years clean. And for me to see that, uh, it's absolutely nuts. I just can't imagine a world where the government is saying, guess what? You know, just come on in here. We'll shoot you up for you so that you don't have to worry about it. And then we'll give you free needles. So if you want to do it later, you're fine. I mean, to me, it seems pretty clear that that's about control, too, because, I mean, how can people really make a, a, a clear and, and conscious and present choice or really understand the true nature of things if they are completely clouded in the head all the time. You know, I mean, it's it's all about the power. It's all yeah. about the control. Um, let me say, and then that just goes back to pharmaceutical. Absolutely, well, and, and that's <laughs> the thing. Saying, you know, that that's legal drug back. addiction. You know, uh, they give, so so they. Yeah, oh God, I, I got a point on that. But one second, Free Granny seventeen seventy six over on Rumble says this is medical murder. Fraud vitiates legal immunity. Coercion vitiates legal immunity. It's true. I mean that that's how it should work. That's how the law should be uh, actually played out. But unfortunately, we've seen in this country very recently and, you know, historically over decades, there is a a dishonest and an uneven application of the law. We don't really have equal justice under the law. And uh, they give uh, prefer- preferential treatment to the elites. You know, I mean, take a <laughs> so. Right now, you know, whatever you might think about January 6th, okay, we've got people who are in, held in prison uh, without due process, and uh, they're not given a speedy trial. And they're they're being held in deplorable conditions, conditions that would be war crimes if it was another country doing it to our citizens. But Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, and their human trafficking network, nobody's been arrested from it. They got videotapes, yeah. and they've got all of the information about who is coming and going to that island. Okay, I mean, like... That, to me, is a real crime. You know, I mean, like, I want people to be prosecuted under the law. And it seems like as long as you've got the money and you've got the connections, you don't have to worry about a thing. And in the case of the pharmaceutical companies, yes, they lied to us, but they've already got immunity. <laughs> you know, I mean, we gave it to them in the 1980s when kids were, uh, yeah. were being vaccine injured. And, uh, and you know, I mean, this is an incredible business model, Jen. Let me tell you, uh, you create a product. 
It's worth billions of dollars, and you sell it to a government who then mandates that their citizens have to take it. Doesn't matter how good it works, doesn't matter what it actually is, and there's nothing, there's no crime there because they've already got immunity. They can do whatever they want. Uh, Salty Zero over on Rumble also says the vaccine was not brought in for COVID. COVID was brought in for the vaccine. That's an excellent uh, idea, and I, it doesn't, would not surprise me at all. And then Lonely Ger- German says FJB, which we all know what that means. So, uh, <laughs> right. okay, so let me let me interject Please. then on that yeah. level because it's really um, it's it is really it's it's really scary. But to bring it back, like the anger is good, and the, mm-hmm. I mean it's there's all this stuff happening. But I think what we're learning from the COVID discussion is that we lack nuance. Yes, and the people who are extreme on both. Both sides don't have nuance. They want to see this black and white mm-hmm. issue. And this obviously feels bad. So it's yeah. like the people on the right who are like, oh, it's population control and all that. And 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 it could be true. Like, I'm telling you right now, I don't doubt anything. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know anything. If there's something yeah. I've learned, I don't know anything. Yep. So you tell me that we need to wear the tinfoil hats and that, you know, Gates is doing, you know, you tell me that I won't agree with you, but I won't call you like until I won't call you crazy until I've done the research. And I know that, but that does make things for the people on the other side who are just like, well, it's crazy. And it's this, so it's the nuance. And I think we can see that with, you know, there's immunity, there's age groups, there's things Mm -hmm. we're not talking about, which also makes you understand why some people might want vaccines, you know, in the nuance. And it also makes you understand why some people think this is a plan to depopulate the planet. Like if Mm -hmm. you start looking at the nuance, you see it. And I guess Mm -hmm. I just want to throw that back into like all political discussions, like even the needles, even abortions, even gun control, there's a nuance. Like, you know, so the right or the people who are for guns are just like, they want to take away our guns and they want to, and, um, and like some people do, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people also just want to talk a little bit more about it. Like maybe there are some solutions we could have that aren't taking away your guns, Mm -hmm. but because we can't talk about it, it becomes you either taking away our guns or you either want kids to get killed and there's no nuance on either side and i feel like even with the needle debate like you said um it seems weird to me too but it's also easy from the outside and you're an you're an ex-addict so you can definitely have more room to talk but it seems easy to say that's just absolutely ridiculous they want to give us needles or you know but i'm sure that there's somebody who started it uh, who jumped in it on a good place where it's like their brother, you know, died of AIDS because of couldn't get off, you know, drugs. And so at least give them clean needles. And I know there was, a, I did see a whole documentary about all the people dying of AIDS mm-hmm. who were addicts in Washington, DC. So I think there's some nuance to that decision. Maybe it's a bad decision, mm-hmm. but, but without the nuance, it just becomes they're out of their minds. Sure. And we are correct. No, I absolutely understand where you're coming from. And I can see it. I mean, I understand the argument, you know, I mean, providing uh, a way if people are going to be addicts and they're not going to get help, you know, provide them with a way to do it so that they can do it safely. Uh, But on the same token, you know, I mean, like there is uh, that that money could very easily be put into uh, like interdiction programs or or in you know giving people the ability to go to rehab for free, you know, give them the tools so that they can be a sober and productive member of society, you know, but no, you're absolutely right. I I mean, everything is, yeah, everything is so divided. And I, you know, honestly, I think that's on purpose. You know, I mean, like in that respect, I don't think there is any nuance. I mean, they want us to be outraged one way or the other, because then we're angry with each other. You know, we're at each other's throats over these issues. And then we're not looking at the real problem, which is them. Yes. 
Yes, that is exactly such a great point. And like, exactly, like even with the needle things, like what we all know about pharmaceutical companies and stuff, that was probably started by a pharmaceutical company who didn't want people to get off their drugs. So they're like, let's do a needle program. Let's do. So like, you do know, like, yeah, like these things that kind of don't make sense. But then, yeah, it's the media, which we've seen and we see the sound bites and we see the hateful things. And even when it comes to abortion, you know, you hear people saying, oh, yeah, these people are having abortions mid labor and making, you know, making this chaos of people hearing these sound bites and like getting really angry and what they are doing is making us really angry at each other angry mm-hmm. seeing the extremes and instead of talking to each other instead of yeah. having those and you're right like you're absolutely that's such a great point because it's like at the end i think we're all just tools like we're all yeah. just tools <laughs> like yeah, you know it's a means to an end for them i mean this is a, a there's a profit motive here for you know everybody you know i mean you look at public servants, people like Liz Cheney. She went to Congress and and her wealth increased by like 36 times. She's a multimillionaire many times over on a salary of $175,000 a year. I mean, how does that happen? I mean, I know how that happens. I mean, you know, I mean, you go to Washington and you get rich, you play the game. You know, I mean, you're able to insider trade on the information that you get from your committee hearings and stuff. I mean, that's just how it is. And it's an open secret. Uh, You know, I mean, but... (laughs) This is their thing. People get paid millions of dollars. And at the end of the day, they look at somebody like you or I and they figure, oh, what, one in 800 deaths? You know, I mean, that's no big deal. You know, we'll go ahead and force them to take these drugs and then we'll provide them a solution once they are injured. I'm sure you're aware. I think it's Moderna that has a new mRNA shot, which is supposed to rebuild heart tissue like how in the hell, you know, how long have they been working on yes. that? You know, I yes. mean, like, I don't think that, you know, they only just recognized publicly. They only just admitted that, OK, you know, maybe there is a little bit of myocarditis and maybe there is a, a risk of heart attacks at the age of 14 to 18, you know, and, and young men, you know. But in order to have a vaccine like that at the ready, like they're already in clinical trials. Uh, I tend to think that they've maybe even done clinical trials and this is all just a bit of pageantry so that they can roll it out to people. You know, I, and as far as the, the COVID vaccines are concerned, you know, um, they did uh, apparently do clinical trials. But Brooke, who you had in the uh, in the documentary, she was the, the, the Pfizer trial whistleblower. You know, they, they weren't really doing clinical trials. I no. mean, not in a clinical sense. You know, yeah, they were writing down information and they were taking numbers and, you know, essentially sending off uh, results. But it wasn't scientific. I mean, like they, they were not doing it in the way that they were supposed to. And there are not so at many, all. No. Then people will look at that and they'll say, OK, well, it's, here's this is a clinical trial. It's a double blind research study. Oh, wait, they didn't do a double blind. OK, well, it's a research study. And uh, and so we have to trust it. But like, again, why are we just trusting the people who have a financial reason to lie to us all the time, whether it's Pfizer, Moderna or the U.S. government? Yeah, exactly. And uh, for the trials for Pfizer also. Pfizer is in charge of its own trials. They exactly. hire, they sub hire subcontractors to do the trials. Pfizer oversees the trials and then mm-hmm. Pfizer decides what data to hand to the FDA. Yep. The FDA reads the data by Pfizer and the FDA approves it. The FDA does not double check Pfizer, uh, does not, yeah, doesn't double check Pfizer. I think maybe they do a couple random you know, checks maybe at one facility or another, but Brooke Jackson and her Ventavia facility, um, she reported it to the FDA that this was happening and the FDA never to this, I will, maybe to this day, at least a few months ago, um, 
the FDA never went in person to Ventavia to, to, to see her claims. So they, I mean, and that's just right there. Everybody has to agree that that's wrong. Like Pfizer cannot be in charge of its own trials of its own drugs and then give the FDA the results and the FDA approves it based on that. Like well, that makes no sense. It's the fox controlling the hen house or, or the inmates running the asylum. And, you know, I mean, yes. this, as unfortunate as it is, I mean, this isn't a new process. You know, I mean, this is how pharmaceutical companies do it. I mean, the data that they quote, whether it's for a, a pain killing medication or uh, like an arthritis medication or, or these COVID-19 vaccines, they run their own trials. They pass off the data. And then on top of that. There is an incestuous relationship between the officials at the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. And the same is true when you look at the SEC and Wall Street. I mean, there it's a revolving door. They, they, they leave like Goldman Sachs or they leave Pfizer. They go to work for the government. And then once they help them push through whatever it is they wanted to push through, they just come right back and they get another multimillion dollar position at, at you know, whatever it is, the agency that they're supposed to be running the uh the running the 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 oversight from and then they just go right back to the company that they're supposed to be running the oversight on uh salty zero also says the elite people of the world who wanted to help us and keep us safe with the vaccine are the same people who think there are too many people on the planet and i i think that that's probably why a lot of people think that there is a depopulation agenda afoot here um you can look at public statements from many of these elites and they openly talk about oh you know there's too many people we got to do something about the people People or Bill Gates, you know, talking about uh, reducing the population in Africa through the implementation of vaccines. And then I'm sure you're probably aware, but in India, when they were testing the Gardasil vaccine, the Gates Foundation testing Gardasil on young girls in India, uh, they told them they were giving they were getting wellness shots. They didn't even tell they didn't. There's no informed consent. They didn't tell them what they were giving them. And many of those girls died or they're in the same position that uh, the people in your documentary are. They're, they're permanently disabled. It's it's horrible. Um, fun, fun, yeah. fun says I have ankylosing spondylitis from a 1963 DTP vax, which I think is di- is it diphtheria? diphtheria. Okay. Yeah, diphtheria. Yeah. yeah. So, so actually, I'm glad that fun, fun, fun brought that up. Actually, because another thing I've been getting emails from people from this documentary um, is people who have been vaccine injured by other vaccines, mm-hmm. and I know this, and I know about this, but I also, as I talk about it, I do want to be clear to recognize that it's not just a COVID thing, right. and that I think it's a good thing that COVID is so global because I think that's what's going to open the minds and sh- and ripple to everybody. But I think it is always important to remember that um, somebody actually emailed me today and was like, you could change out the words COVID vaccine in your movie sure. for almost any other vaccine or many other vaccines, and it would be the uh, totally true movie. Yeah. So, so it's you know, as people watch the movie, keep in mind, too, this is the experience with COVID. But for people who've been, you know, harmed by other vaccines, this is the exact same experience. And they're they're abandoned and they need help. They need help. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the COVID-19 vaccine or any number of them were not the uh, the beginning of vaccine injuries. And, you know, like I said, back in the 80s, when they initially gave the immunity to the vaccine companies, you know, I mean, th- there were cases all over the place. And it, and it kind of coincided with the preponderance of, uh, of childhood vaccines. You know, I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm going to be 45 this year. When I was a kid, I, I, I want to say there was just like, you know, maybe like one or two vaccines that they gave me in 1978, you know, and then there was a couple throughout up until middle school 
And then once I got to high school and I started doing research about vaccines and, you know, uh, how well they worked and, and how often people were injured, I was like, you know what, I, I think maybe I'm going to hold off and I'm going to do some research. And then I had a daughter uh, when I was uh, 21 and uh, and I didn't vaccinate her. She's healthy as a horse. You know, I mean, there's she hasn't gone through the same types of things that I've seen other kids go through. And uh, and, you know, she doesn't get sick all that often and she hasn't been in danger of getting any of these other things. And here's the thing. There there are vaccines, I believe, that probably work. I mean, just my understanding of what vaccine science is and the the reasons that uh, that they are supposed to work. You know, it it makes sense. What I really think the problem is is the ingredients that they put into these vaccines for, like, stabilization and to make them probably enter your body in certain ways. You know, when I was younger and, and uh, and you know, kind of doing vaccine awareness advocacy, you know, uh, thimerosal was the big thing that people talked about. It's like a, a mercury-type compound. Everybody knows mercury is toxic. You know, I mean, you, you can't eat mercury. You get mercury on your brain, your brain damaged, you, you know, that, that's it. You probably die. Uh, but uh, there's all kinds of other things. And this goes back to your point, uh, what you were saying earlier about, you know, kind of the uneven way that that people are affected by this. You know, I'm sure millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets, NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com.
human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Best performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Sure, you're aware of how bad is my batch.com. Uh, that's a great resource for people. I think one of the, you know, let, let's just say that there is like an overarching nefarious plot that's been implemented here, uh, either to do experiments on the population at large, which we know, I mean, Tuskegee, anybody, you know, I mean, like not the only time that they've done this to people without their awareness. But if there is some other nefarious plot that they've been hatching, you know, it, it would be an incredibly ingenious thing to unevenly distribute the material that would cause people harm, you know, because you take a look at individual batches and you'll see that there's almost clusters of people who end up getting injured from this stuff. Sometimes batches will produce no results, no negative uh, effects at all. And and it's almost like they're getting injected with saline. And then other people, you know, you'll see a huge number of people being affected all by the same batch. And I'm just saying, you know, that would be a pretty smart way for them to kind of inject a level of plausible deniability. And I've heard people argue with me about this. I've, you know, when I was on Twitch, people uh, uh, that were proponents of the vaccine would call in all the time and they'd say, well, you know, if the vaccine is so dangerous, then why don't we have tens of thousands of people, millions of people all across America? You know, 80 percent of the country that we're told got these things. Why are we not seeing everybody have an adverse effect? Well, you know, I mean, probably because the same the ingredients are not the same. You know, the formulations are different. It's just, you know, it's a it's a it's a logical step to take. Yeah, but that and then they say sometimes where it's where it's injected, if you know Mm -hmm. how it's injected, if it got if it hit a blood vessel, that can happen too. and and your own body. We're all different. We have different immune systems. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, I, you know, also, I've often thought environmental factors can play, you know, your own personal medical history. You know, who, who knows? I mean. Uh, there's all there's all, any number of things that could be at play here uh, that would be causing people to have certain types of reactions. But then at the end of the day, uh, among the people who are having reactions, we can point to blood clots. We can point to heart problems. Uh, and, uh, you know, there, there's a couple of things along those lines. Also, one thing that I have heard a lot of people say and some people that I know that got the vaccine, they developed all, like almost a debilitating like total body arthritis like their joints are like damaged now and uh what's interesting is that one of those leftists that called into the show this guy that was you know he hated everything about the show i don't know why he listened but <laughs> he would always call in I, I don't remember his name honey out in the chat uh my my fiance she probably remembers his name but he um he called in and he said that, uh, oh, you know, one of the unknown side effects of COVID-19 is arthritis. And he was like, I got COVID. I, well, he was like, I got the, the vaccine. Then I got COVID. And then I developed arthritis. And I was like, arthritis from getting COVID. I was like, what makes you think it's COVID and not the vaccine that gave you arthritis? Exactly. You know, like, oh, because yeah. it couldn't, couldn't be the vaccine. Yeah. It couldn't be the vaccine. It's long COVID. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they were denying long COVID for a yeah. while. And then yeah. suddenly you started hearing that they were like, long COVID was this thing. Yep. And yep. you started, they were recognizing it. And it was like, great. And then I realized they're recognizing it so that they can start blaming vaccine yes. reactions on long COVID. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now 
and, and scaring people into getting and for and I this never I never understood why this works, but it's also like they'd be like, well, kids get long COVID, so they need to get vaccinated, and this is when we know. But if you get vaccinated, you can still get COVID. Yeah. So that means you can actually still get long COVID. So if you get vaccinated, you're getting possibly long COVID and possibly a vaccine reaction. So like that's, yeah. but that seemed to work for people as well. But no, I, I just started seeing them being like, oh, well, that's long, that's long COVID. That's not the vaccine. It's long COVID. It's yeah. like, yeah. wow. It's insidious. Absolutely incredible. <clears throat> All right. We do have uh, one person on the line. I am going to open up the calls now, guys. If you have any questions for Jennifer, if uh, you have any questions about the film or her story, or you have your own story in relation to being vaccine injured, I highly uh, recommend that you give us a call and uh, do me a favor. <laughs> Let's try to keep it on on subject tonight. I would so appreciate it, guys. I know that a lot of people have things they want to talk about, but I really want to talk about this tonight. Uh, so uh, Zima Man 58 says, what causes SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome? It's been passed off as infants smothering themselves or whatever excuse they come out with. Was it a Vax issue passed on by mother's vaccines? I, I, I've often thought that it could also be vaccine related because now we oh. have uh, SADS, which is sudden adult death syndrome. It's just as mysterious as SIDS. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't know what the rate of SIDS is in the modern world, but I would be interested to see it put up against uh, the data for the prevalence of, of vaccines, because now, Jennifer, I mean, kids are getting dozens of vaccines, like as soon as they come out of the womb. It's crazy. Uh, and then also, fun, fun, fun said, I also have sor- sor- psoriatic arthritis from the same shot. OK, I wonder if that is uh, something similar to what I was mentioning. OK, yeah. let's go ahead and bring in the caller. And caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Come on, stop asking that that question. You know what my <laughs> DJ, welcome back to the program, sir. How are you? I'm okay, sir. Good. I tried to call in last I tried try to call in last week uh on Friday, but there was a, actually, you know, this this show is pretty good. This show right now um that you're doing because uh I had a family member who suffered suffered a vaccine injury. Mm. What happened? On Friday. Friday of last week. Wow. Oh, wow. So recently. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us the story. Well, I, I didn't say that to them, but basically everyone in my family is vaccinated. I'm, I'm like the only one who's not vaccinated. And I try to tell them before they got the vaccine, don't put the stuff in your body. They're, they're trying to inject you with poison. Unfortunately, nobody listened. Um, and one of my family members, an older sibling, uh, went into the hospital last night, uh, last Friday with a, um, aneurysm on their brain. Mm. Wow. I believe, I believe that was a vaccine injury because this person is very rarely sick Mm -hmm. throughout their whole life. And what are they? So are, are they open to hearing that it's a vaccine injury? Is anybody in your family open to it or are they just not? talking about it absolutely not <laughs> they are not hoping to hear hearing anything about that absolutely not i mean you know that I, I tell this to people all the time old sayings don't become old sayings because they're bullshit they become old sayings because they ring true all right. the time yeah you know yeah. and uh it's for me i i think it's the thing that like misery loves company you know, I, I've, I've seen people over the past couple of years 
you know, I've argued with people like on Facebook and on social media. Don't put this stuff. They ask my, my, my opinion. I'm like, don't put this stuff in your body. And they end up going and doing it. And then they're like, everybody needs to get a vaccine. Everybody, you should get a vaccine, protect everybody, you know. And then they start seeing people dro- dropping dead. They right. stop. They stop promoting everybody should get a vaccine. They stop doing that. But they never say I was wrong. Sure. Because misery loves company. <laughs> they want you to be, they don't want to suffer alone. They want you to suffer too. Well, that's the way I look at it. You know, the, the thing is, DJ, that, I mean, for a lot of people, you know, pride goeth before the fall. It's difficult for people to admit that they were wrong. I mean, oftentimes it takes something catastrophic, you know. I mean, God forbid that has to happen, but, you know, for a lot of people, in order to come out publicly and say, hey, gosh, you know, I, I mean, I was led astray, you know, oftentimes it takes something that's that's truly life-changing, and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I can only hope that you know, the, the, the good thing that comes out of this terrible situation is that more people who are vaccine injured, more people who have had terrible things happen to them, that they come forward and they speak publicly about this stuff and they don't stop speaking about it. You know, I mean, Jennifer, you know, I, I hope that forever you are out there on the front lines telling your story and telling other people's stories. You know, I mean, you've got a platform and I, I just sincerely hope that you can continue to use it. But I know that a lot of people, they, they're afraid, you know, I mean, not only afraid of what the repercussions are going to be personally and professionally, um, but they're also afraid that maybe they might be harboring a ticking time bomb, you know, because, I mean, these these adverse events are not always immediate. Thank God, Jennifer, you know, you had something immediate so that you didn't have to get the second shot or the booster before, you know, you dropped dead as a young woman. You know, I mean, like, uh, I know people are afraid and, um, you know, I just we need people speaking out so that people can begin to feel comfortable with telling the truth or at least admitting that perhaps they were misled. Yeah. And just I've been in DJ's position a lot. And it's just a weird thing when you hear somebody dies or you hear somebody had a stroke. And like where we are is like the first thing because of what we know, you want to say, how long ago is their vaccination? Like you want to put and you're like insensitive if you even go there. So, so many times I've had to keep my mouth shut. Well, I watched somebody with kind of an obvious vaccine reaction go to the hospital. The doctors don't say it could be a reaction and they just live in this oblivion. So, DJ, I think it's great that you are still, you know, bringing it up because I think that's and and I need to do that. We all need to do that. We need to we need to put it in people's faces so they start hearing it and eventually they believe it. Well, well, just just to say something, you know, to give you a little bit of my personal history, which I don't like to do, but I will. It's not really personal. But first of all, uh, Jack said that he was an addict and I was an addict. So I'll, I'll address that part a little bit later. But I'm the youngest in my family. And, you know, throughout my adult life, I guess I, I they they see me as the smartest or more practical in my family. So whenever anything has gone wrong, they always have come to me and I always fix it up for them and send them on their way. When this came around, no one wanted to listen to me. No one wanted to listen to me because wow. they were watching the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I even told them, you know, your, your whole life, your whole life since I've been an adult, anytime you run into any trouble of any sort, and you couldn't figure a way out. The first person you came to was me. And I always straightened it out within minutes, if not days, you know. Uh, um, and now I'm ahead of this. And I'm telling you, and you're arguing with me. Good mm-hmm. luck. That's what I told him. Good luck. 
Yeah. Show them the movie. nothing else I can do. Show them the movie. Show them anecdotals. I made it for them. I made it. I made it soft. <laughs> They're not going to watch it. <laughs> you know how many people are not going to watch it? <laughs> I mean, I, I've, over the past three years, I've told people, look, this is going to happen soon. They're like, ah, you're crazy. I'm like, okay, keep watching. And then it happens. And I'm like, see, I told you. They still, I even tell them, this is coming now. This is what's coming next. And they're like, ah, you're crazy. A couple of weeks ago, I was telling somebody they're gonna California is gonna vote to secede from the union. I'm like, how could they do that? They can't do that. I'm like, yeah, they could do that. It's very simple, you know. And then I saw a thing today on California seceding from the union, and I was, I said it to them. I said, see, I told you this two weeks ago, but you, you said I was crazy. That's <laughs> so, that, you know, that's pretty we. funny. I I hadn't seen that, but. That might be an effort to stave off the um, creation of the new California state, which, Jen, are you aware of that, that there is a movement in California? No, they, they, to- they're going to secede. Well, the parts yeah. of California are going to secede from the state of California oh, okay, and okay. form a so, new state, New California. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. is, that is a new California state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. But, so, uh, so the funny thing about that is they're, they're excluding L.A., and San Francisco and some other part of California. Yes. And the person was like, how could they do that? Like, L.A. is smack dab in the middle of California. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Well, the, be done. the remnants of what will be left uh, of the original, you know, California state will be uh, landlocked within the boundaries of the 51st state, the new California new state. Yeah, that's my my, my friend, Paul right. Preston, who's he's been a guest on the show. We've talked about the uh, new California state a, a number of times. Um, you know, this is this is real. I mean, this is how West Virginia was formed. This is how North and South Carolina came about. Um, you know, there is a constitutional path for it, and they have fulfilled all of the requirements. Uh, they're essentially just needing to declare their independence and then bring it to Congress, and then the next thing you know, we're gonna all of the electoral votes of California will be with the new California state. Roughly, they'll get cut in half, but a little bit more in New California. And um, you know, it'll be a very different world. So, Jen, I don't know if you're going to be remaining in California or if you'll be in New California, but uh, yeah, it'll be. Well, a, I guess it'll be but you probably could just move. You probably could just move right across the street and you'll be in yeah. a new state. Probably. probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many. California is so diverse and so yeah. divided, really. Like, they say it's a blue state, but it's really not. I mean, there's really a lot of, of red. And, yeah. you know, when the lockdowns happened, I was in L.A. and you couldn't do anything. Like, you couldn't go outside. You couldn't. And it had been, like, almost a year. And I was having an anniversary with my boyfriend. And we wanted to go to a restaurant. And, like, nothing had been open for a year. So we decided to just drive down to Orange County. Where it was <laughs> where open. restaurants were open. Yeah, everything was open. We get, it's like a whole nother world, just like 30 minutes away, Orange County. And uh, we went to a yeah. restaurant, we had a steak dinner. Good for you. That's because the you. virus knows not to go to Orange County. It's, that's right. Exactly. The virus, that, the virus doesn't want to go to Orange County. That's, that's the logic. All right. Listen, DJ, we got a couple other people on the line. And so we got to bounce. But uh, I, I just wanted to say thank you for your call, buddy. And thank you for the story. Okay. Listen, I got a couple of quick things. A couple of quick things before you kick me off. Okay, one thing is that what's going on right now, so you see what happened with Biden with the documents? Yes. I think I told you a while, a couple of years back, what we're going through right now is is we just went through the retortion phase. Retortion Mm -hmm. is when you try every legal um, remedy you can to try to get back 
your your area or land of area or occupied area that's occupied by a belligerent occupation. So okay. you have to try everything that is legal to, to get that back. If that doesn't work, you go to reprisals. Reprisals means that you can do everything that that enemy that is occupying that belligerent state to them, you can do exactly the same thing, not anything above, but exactly the same thing they did to you to get them out. So what we're going through right now is the reprisal state. Okay. And that's in the law of war manual. Now, the other thing is that everybody was, you know, a lot of people were putting up about how Trump said when he went to Texas uh, that the 25th Amendment wasn't going to come. It wasn't going to hurt him, but it was going to go come back and hurt Biden. Right. Yep, I remember that. Yep. He also said, and I think a lot of people passed over this, and I was like, that's probably going to happen. He also said, wouldn't it be funny if all these people coming through the border voted for me? <laughs> and he just kept on speaking. Yeah, I, I remember him saying that to so you. Yeah. All, all of those people who are coming across the border are not coming across the border for Biden's economy. They're coming across the border for Trump's economy, for what the economy was. So mm-hmm. I pretty much think a lot of those people are going to end up voting for Trump and their whole plan of flooding us is going to backfire. Well, that, that's an interesting yeah. theory for sure. The other thing is that the, the, the thing with the needles that you were talking about, the crack pipes and them handing yep. out crack, that's not a new thing. Sure. I used to work for uh, Daytop. Uh, I don't know if you know what Daytop is. I'm not familiar. Daytop no. was a drug Daytop was a drug treatment. It was one of the biggest in the world. Drug treatment um, facility it was a company that had facilities all over the world. Um, and uh, when I was working for them, I actually went into um, HIV prevention, and I, I was uh, assistant manager. I'm not going to say of where, but I was assistant manager. Um, and they came out with harm reduction and mm-hmm. risk reduction. And the outreach team used to go out and hand people, they would go to like the shooting galleries and they would hand them a a harm reduction kit, which would consist of a needle, uh, separate, uh, like the needle part that separates from the plunger part, the syringe part. They would give them cotton balls. They would give them a a bottle cap and they would give them alcohol swabs, a tourniquet, and condoms that would all be in the kit. And that was in the late eighties, early nineties. So this thing that the white house did with handing out crack pipes and all that stuff, that's nothing new. That's not a new thing is as usual. It's an old idea, which they're taking credit for, which I don't think it's a good idea because it doesn't, it doesn't stop people from doing drugs. It encourages them to do more drugs. Right. Right. Yeah. And when you put it together with, when you put it together with the, the, the centers that are are actually handing out drugs in certain places, I know that they've got pilot programs up in the uh, northwest. Uh, I've, I've heard about it there. Maybe it was in Oregon or in Washington somewhere. Okay. And, and the last thing I'm going to say before I hang up is what you were saying about the elites and how they wiggle their way out of stuff. Yep. Well, if you remember in the Old Testament, it was an eye for an eye. Sure. And when Jesus came around, he did away with that. Yep. Because of, because of that exact reason. Because if you had money, you could buy yourself out of whatever trouble you were in. Mm-hmm. So an eye for an eye didn't work. So Jesus did away with that. That's, right what, that's the ceremonial when he passed the, the curtain ripping in half. 
that you don't have to go to the rabbi anymore. You can go straight to God. There's no middleman in, involved because when you go through the rabbi, the rabbi's crooked and the rabbi's going to rob you and you're not going to get justice and your sure. prayer may never be heard. So yeah, that's absolutely. that. Anyway, I'm going to get off the phone. I took up enough right. time. I love you guys. Love and you, you know that I know that you love me. God <laughs> bless you both. God bless America and God bless this world. God bless nice you, brother. Week. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. And then S18 over on Rumble says, great show. Thank you, Jennifer. I have a question. Is there any advice to get through to friends that uh, that have been so hard headed about hearing anything and also have people against the backs said anything about what happened to DeMar Hamlin? Uh, have you had any conversations with people about that? And, and what ideas do you have on getting through to people? Yeah, so getting through to people in Hamlin, let me just, okay, so let me start with Hamlin, actually, okay. because that's, um, there's been a lot of talk, even in my support groups, that there's some people that are angry that it went to the vaccine reaction right away, too, because when that happens, it taints the people who are the non-believers, and suddenly mm-hmm. we look like fanatics. Yeah. But, so there's different schools of thoughts, and um, my school of thought is that I'm the anecdotals is about asking questions. I have 10, I have 10 parts in the movie and each part starts or ends with a question. And I don't understand why it's bad to ask a question. So what happened with Hamlin is it's like, it's what, what gets me is that we're not allowed to ask a question. And that's what a lot of the vaccine injured people are saying. Like, we're not saying that it happened or who knows, but we're not allowed to ask questions and people are getting reamed for coming on. And a lot of people are like, why are doctors talking about it right away? And it's like, well, because it's a possibility. Exactly. So, I mean, we, a lot of us, I don't speak for everybody because we've had disagreements in our groups where people are like, just leave it alone. That's not the time to go there. And then a lot of people who are just like, no, this is our chance to ask questions on a global national level. And it's also because nobody is asking questions. If people were asking questions, if the FDA and CDC and the government was following through with us, we'd have faith that like, we'll find yeah. out, but we know we won't find out because we're not even being studied. So because we know we won't find out, we know there won't be autopsies right now. It's the questions. If enough people ask questions, they might have to do an autopsy. And then yeah. that'll shut us up if we're wrong. Shut us up. But none of these people are getting autopsies. And so that's the Hamlin thing. It's like, it's still divided. It's like, how do we, of course, we rush to it. We scare people away. Yeah. So the people on the left, the second part of the question, that's my goal. And it's really interesting because I have a personal Facebook page where I promote my movies and I have followings. And when I'm, you know, I haven't posted this, you know, I'm telling everybody, share it, share it. I haven't posted this on my personal Facebook page, but it's also because I don't think it's the best way to come out to those people that are really close minded. Like Mm -hmm. they're just going to be close minded. And what I have actually done is I have sent people personal texts and I've sent them the movie Mm -hmm. and I've just said, Hey, I know we've disagreed. I know sometimes we've even thought I'm crazy, but this is actually what I've been going through this last year. And I do believe there's nuance and I'm just asking you, please watch this movie And just, you don't have to change your mind, but just watch it to kind of see other people's stories. Mm -hmm. And that actually has been helping. I had, I've sent it to like a group of five people that are all, and they actually shared it. One of them even shared it on her Facebook page. And these are all pro-vax people, but they do appreciate that the movie's not political. I like, you've heard me talk this whole time, right? I'm rocking a fine line. Like I don't Mm -hmm. jump into the harsh, I have opinions on things, but this isn't about my opinion. This is about just getting people to ask questions so yes that's what's helped me is like personal reach out not whole shout out like watch this movie this is what's happening everything's wrong it's like tell them eye to eye like if you respect me like do me a favor try you know watch this movie absolutely i, I think that's a, a great tactic to take 
you know, and certainly you know, if you're trying to uh, speak to people in your personal life, you know, you might want to, uh, uh, you know, phrase it in, in, in a metaphor, you know, like, how would you react if I told you that I had been raped? Well, you know, everybody is, oh, believe all women, you know, I mean, like, that's like the first thing that the people on the left say. Uh, but of course, if you say that, you know, hey, I was vaccine injured, I have med- I have medical information from a doctor that can back it up. I, you know, it may be anecdotal in the sense of, uh, you know, the information that's being collated on a large scale. But I mean, you can prove what's happened to you and you can show people. But I'm not that it's even any of their business. But I mean, I, nobody asks you if you're telling a friend, hey, I was raped. Nobody's at. Oh, show me. Show me your rape uh, kit. You know, I mean, how how disgusting would that be if that was the type of world we were in? Yeah. Or if you have a rare cancer, if you have the yes. rarest cancer ever and you're like, oh, my God, I just got the rarest cancer ever. No yeah. one's like, well, that's bound to happen to a few people, but it's rare. So sure. So go yeah. on. You know, Absolutely. like they would ask. I'm so sorry. What is this about? How can we help you? Are you getting help? Like, but they don't do that with the vaccine. No, no, they don't. Uh, Liberty Rider over on Rumble says great people in New California. They are having their convention now. Yes, they are having uh, their I believe it was their 10th constitutional convention. Uh, Redeemed 1959 says Revelation six. Antichrist comes in on a white horse to conquer wearing a crown in Greek, which is Corona, carrying a sword in Greek dart, small needle, small dart is a needle and conquers. Yes, there is so many things that you can point to in the coronavirus, uh, you know, in terms of like, you know, possible conspiracies going on behind the scenes. But, you know, the the crazy thing is that so many of them are applicable. Okay, uh, next caller coming in. And thank you very much, you guys. We're going to try to get to all of you. I've got three people on the line still. Is this Roberto? Hey, what's going on, brother? Hey, man, how you doing tonight? Uh, probably a little bit better than yourself. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I'm, I'm hanging in there, you know, hanging in there. But yeah, so uh, uh, what, what, what? Tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. Well, one of the questions I was asked, uh, Miss Jennifer, is uh, when you did your your documentary, did you uh, happen to be aware of or look into a, a website called uh, C19 Vax Reactions? Yes, I did, and they helped. Me, they helped me a lot. Uh, uh, React dot org. I think it turned into at a certain point React React nineteen dot org, um, and they have helped me a lot. They sent me people to interview, and they've been really helpful. So, yes, they're a great website. It, it's interesting because Zach, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Pfizer just donated a million dollars to the Republican uh, Party in uh, Kentucky. Oh. If that uh, <clears throat> rattles your bells at all. Oh, I, I had not heard that. Uh, I'm not particularly surprised. The uh, companies like Pfizer, they always like to support whoever's in charge because it's going to make it more likely they can get things done. Obviously, they're going to need to have Republicans on board if they're going to try to pass things uh, through the House. And certainly uh, if any Republicans are going to join forces with Democrats in the Senate. Um, but uh, no, I had not heard that. And uh, it's interesting timing, certainly. Pretty soon it'll say uh, Republican uh, building in, in Kentucky brought to you by Pfizer, you know, yes. some stupid yes. weird stuff like that. But um, the, <laughs> Pfizer, the, Pfizer, the Pfizer Institute for anecdotal uh, <laughs> anecdotal heart issues or whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah, right. To put it mildly speaking. No, I mean, you bring up some good points. And I, I don't know if you had looked into this or not, uh, Jennifer, but, you know, we heard how awful, you know, COVID was and everything. And, you know, Zach, before you had moved down here, I was constantly, you know, on our local radio station, you know, as a contributor and everything of warning people against, you know, what everything's going to be like coming down the line. And, 
there were people that were on the trial basis of taking the vaccine and everything. And then six months to later, year later down the road, they're like, oh, well, now I'm having a bad reaction. And it's like, well, I, I warned you, you, you didn't want to listen. But, you know, we didn't hear statistics on other things like, you know, how many homeless people died from COVID or, you know, if they got the vaccine and died. We didn't hear how many people, you know, that were smokers and died from COVID or died from the vaccine, if you know what I mean. So it's like Mm -hmm. some of the real important statistics that kind of cover a lot of this stuff just either don't exist or they don't want the true numbers to be out there, you know, regardless. And you bring up a good point as far as your um, your standpoint between, you know, Republican and Democrat and, and being the only two choices. If you haven't, I would look into um, Spike Cohen. He's a uh, libertarian um, candidate. He was running as vice president back in the time. And we as people need to just sit there and just say one simple word, and that's, no, we're not going to deal with this anymore. And we need to start pushing other candidates, especially other candidates that are willing to listen Instead of just, you know, trying to follow the narrative of whatever fits their, their, their goal and so forth. Yeah. And I, and I know, I, I know you've heard of her, Zach, but I'm telling you, you really need to read Whitney's book, One Nation Under oh, yeah. Blackmail, because you were talking about Epstein oh, yeah. and it really delves into not so much the, the, the sex trafficking part of it, but more or less the financial aspect of it. Absolutely. And I mean, it, 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 it I mean, her details have details, let's put it that way. But I mean, you, you look at the, the financial connection to all of this stuff. And I know you, 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 you try to be, you know, positive and, and, you know, an optimist and all of this. I'm a realist. And when you realize that if this did come out of a lab, then at the same time, we now know that they can do whatever they want and eliminate people at any point oh, yeah. and hide it under the yeah. guise of a naturally created substance. Absolutely. As much as an optimist as I am, I am not ignorant to that fact. Absolutely. Uh, And just so you know, I'm trying to get Whitney on the show. Uh, I've I've wanted to interview her for a long time. I'm going to read that book. Yeah, yeah. It's two volumes. You can get it through Trying Daily Publishing. I recommend getting it directly. Um, you can get it digitally, but there's a, I don't, you're not familiar with a, with a guy we used to have down here called Jim Phillips. And he always used to say, buy your books, which cash. And, and the reason being is because you don't want them to know what you're reading, so to speak, you know, I, uh, yeah, great I'm, guy, I'm, so I'm, forth, but. I'm a big fan of having uh, physical copies of books, and I, I may have some digital copies, but that's usually for stuff that's out of print. But I'm actually speaking with the publishers at Trine Day right now because I have a, a, a number of their authors I've interviewed in the past, and then there are some other ones that I want to get on the show. So I'll probably have them send me the copies of the books. Do, do me a favor. And I mean, I know I'm kind of asking a lot when I say this, but if you do, and I, this is not to take away from Miss Jennifer, because I'm, I'm just listening to, to what she has to say and, and to look at the, you know, the documentary, because I'm always looking for different, different viewpoints on things. If you do happen to get an interview with her, please include me in that, because you and I through our talking know the amount of research that I have done and I've done in a different manner while she's focused on Epstein. I focused it on other families that would probably kind of benefit or go off of what she's done too. That goes Mm -hmm. even deeper. Absolutely. I will be happy to take notes from you on that interview for sure. For sure. All right. Well, uh, listen, Roberto, do you have anything else for, for Jennifer? Well, I mean, where, where do you where do you plan on going after this? Are you going to look at other avenues, you know, as far as um, uh, 
it's I, so we said like the 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 documentary is free to share and i'm kind of following it wherever it goes is what i'm doing i just want many people to share it i want people to see it i had somebody watch it the other day who was on the left um and hated it at the end too and said it was very misleading and false and and you can't say that like anyway but they just didn't want to open their eyes but they watched it and i have to say they watched it so when they when their spouse gets vaccine injured or somebody in their life when it hits close to home they're gonna have seen the movie and it's gonna click in later so i'm just kind of like let's start spreading it even if we don't get them right now if you get people to watch it even if they watch the first 15 minutes of it mm-hmm. that's all they have to watch it'll put something in their head for when things get real in their Plant life the that that's how we make it yeah, yeah. so in i'm just your opinion yeah in, in your opinion <clears throat> Have you seen this hit a plateau yet, or do you still see it rising even further? Because, I mean, we're at a point now where it was just a few people that were were passing away and writing it off, you know, as just a random act. But now you're continuously seeing more and more people on a daily as opposed to a weekly or biweekly or monthly basis that are starting to pass from this from this thing. So I was wondering if you, are you, are you going to see it? You think you're, we're reaching a plateau or do you think from what you're seeing, it's going to go even higher than that? I think it's going to go higher. I think it's about to get almost undeniable, yeah. but still deniable if you want to deny it, which is why I'm always oh, like, no, I agree. No. but yeah. yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to get, I think, and I, that, I'm actually excited about that. And I'm, I'm not, but I am because we, we need a change. And for a change to happen, well, it's not happening where we are now. So I'm actually excited about it. More people are getting boosters. I mean, and as it happens, more people are going to know, and then we're going to get change, or yeah. hopefully. Well, yeah. I appreciate your efforts. I appreciate what you're trying to do, and I wish you the best and uh, continue and, and wish you the best on your endeavors, buddy. So, all right, you guys have awesome. a good evening, and I'll let thank you go, man. You too, brother. Thank you for the quality call. Appreciate it. All right, next caller coming in uh, over on Rumble. Trisha Q Patriot Texas said, uh, "Did Jennifer say whether she's taking Z Stack or something similar to build back her immune system?" Uh, yeah, Jennifer, wh- are, are you doing any type of uh, natural or homeopathic remedies to uh, help build your immune system back up? I was for a while, and then I just got totally consumed with the movie, and I've completely put my health to the side. And so, thank you for asking that because I need to get I need to get back with my natural path and get a new plan because I've actually had a flare up the last week, pretty bad. Okay, and I think it's all the stress from the movie, and I it's been a while since I've done stuff because I've just been so consumed. Um, I need to, and thank you. Absolutely, I, I've got quite a few resources in, in along those lines. So if I can help you in any way, I'd be happy to do so. And my mother, real Red Pill seventy eight mom, says, "Jennifer, thank you for your work. Can you share a couple of anecdotes from your film?" Let's actually take this call because I've got them on the line, and then I, I will ask you uh, about some of the most uh, impactful cases from the film. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? Hi, this is Awakened Mom. Hi, Awakened Mom. Thank you for calling. And uh, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to um, share with you. I just brought my husband home from the hospital after two and a half months. Oh, no. Um, He was vaccinated and boosted. Um, The day after his booster, he grabbed his heart and said, something's wrong with my heart. God. Six months later, um, he had open heart surgery. Um surgeon said it was much worse than he anticipated, um, was put on a ECMO machine, a heart and lung machine to keep him alive for seven days until they could figure out why his left chamber wasn't functioning. Mm. Um, I prayed and prayed and prayed that he had the wisdom and the knowledge to know what to do. 
I got a call on a Sunday night on the 20th of November and said, I know what I need to do if I can just get in there. And um, he called me on the 21st after the surgery, and he said, with joy in his heart, it went well, and Amazing. he's okay. Um, I'm the only one not vaxxed in my family. No one wants to pay attention to anything I say. But I know in my heart that he had gone through this horrible ordeal because of the vaccine. Sure. He has a history of heart issues, which I think has been manifested and made more serious after his booster. It makes total sense. You know, I mean, and I praise God that he got us through all of this and he has gone through a tremendous amount. He was on a ventilator for six weeks, mm. developed two strains of pneumonia, oh, man. Um, regulating heart, regulating blood pressure, had a trach installed had a feeding tube, and, and the whole nine yards, and um, lost 30 pounds in two months, um, but he's home today. Oh, that's a miracle. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer, I mean, you know, as it's horrible. I mean, th- this is just the way it is today. I mean, you just hear stories like this, but oftentimes you don't hear about somebody who has been taken so close to the brink and then able to come back. I mean, this is incredible. Yeah. And did the doctors, I'm curious, so did you have any discussion with the doctors in the hospital and the surgeon about the vaccine? Did that come up? How, how was that taken? Um, I've mentioned it to a couple of nurses, um, and their reaction was, Basically, from my behalf, because I said I've never stopped working. I've never gotten sick in three years. And I've never been vaccinated. And their eyes are, like, wide open. Wow, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And um, I've never really discussed that with his surgeon. Um, or any of the doctors there. Um, I, my my main focus was basically just make sure my husband stays alive. Sure, sure. Um, Activism for another day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what's hard, though, is it's yeah. like it's when you're on the outside that you're like, that was a vaccine injury. But when you're on the inside. I know it was. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that's the problem. That's why we get, that's why we need to talk about it. Cause I mean, the doctors should be bringing it up. The doctors should be asking you how many vaccines has he had? Because that is something that could have contributed to it. And it really sure. like hurts me that the doctors at this point should all any heart issues. Okay. Let's, it doesn't mean it was the vaccine, but let's ask all the questions, right? Are you a smoker? Are you a drinker? Have you had the vaccine? Like it's only logical that risk right. things should come up and they don't. And that's infuriating. Right. Um, I, I think the medical community is um, 
not ready to ask those questions, and it's it's really kind of bad. Um, but I think that um, in time, um, there are a few that are starting to question. I work with a, a guy whose 21-year-old daughter has a very aggressive, uh, very rare cancer, uh, and she's going through treatment right now, and I know she's vaccinated. Um, I work with people who are mostly vaccinated and heart and clots and all kinds of stuff. And I have, you know, I, I look at a friend of mine who's not vaccinated and he and I look at each other and we're like, mm, vaccination. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of an underlying code. A lot of people who hear about these things and they understand because our eyes are open. We understand. We see it. It makes sense. The light bulb goes off. Um, and, you know, my, my family, um, they don't want to, they don't want to believe my thoughts or on my, what I, what I know in my heart. Um, and I pray for them. I pray for, for, um, God to covet them and to keep them safe because I know what's down the road, possibly. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, it's the best I can do as a mom for their, for my children. Um, I mean, that's the only thing I I think any any of us can do, you know, I mean, we have to have patience and we need to allow whoever it is that we're trying to reach out to and give this information to, they they have to come to it on their own, you know, and I think that's true for so many things. People have to believe that they've discovered it. They've had that realization of of their own uh, impetus, their own will. Because it, when you too often, I mean, and I just know this from, you know, trying to tell people things that didn't want to hear it for a long time, many years. You know, if somebody is not receptive, if they're not open to receiving the information, uh, then they're just going to shut it out. And too often in, in cases like this specifically, you know, they have to be like, oh, that light bulb turned on of their own free will because they finally recognized something and you know, unfortunately, it, it happens because of something like this. And I, I hope that your husband understands that he should probably be done with his vaccine regimen for the time being. You know, um, uh, uh, li- I'm you know, I hope I hope and I pray. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's OK. Um God will walk us through this. That's yes. all I know. And um, thank you so much for doing your documentary. Um, thank you. Is, yeah, thank you for sharing your story. It's important to hear. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's There are a lot of stories. Yeah. Um, most people don't understand the connection of their story, only that they have a life challenge or mm-hmm. a life story or a life event. Um, they haven't yet connected it. Um, but in time, It'll um, and praise God that he will allow the information to, you know, come out and people will learn and, you know, that's all we can do. But, yep. uh, thank you so much for, for sharing the documentary and sharing everything, you know, and Zach, thank you so much. Um, Absolutely. I really appreciate you and, um. I love the Foxhole family. Um, 
They're such a great community, and they're my, they've been my support and my prayer group um, this whole time. And um, I, I love and appreciate every one of them. So thank well, you. Awaken Mom, thank you for sharing your story with us. You know, God bless, and we'll, I'll be praying for your husband, okay? Thank you. Nice thank you. Okay. Thank All you right. so much. God bless. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. All right, you guys, we have two people on the line before we bring in the next caller. Bruce, I believe you're next. Uh, I do want to hear uh, a couple of the, the stories that were that you felt were most impactful from the documentary. Yeah, um, Juliana, she was 16. She was 16. It was the people who um, the college age kids were the, for me. It was like who were starting college and then now they're out of college for for good for because they're so. So Juliana um, didn't get vaccinated. She was 16, uh, 16, 17, but getting ready to go to college. She had Lyme disease and before the vaccine oh, okay. and her doctor told her not to get vaccinated. And as she got closer to going to college and everything, like she realized she was going to have to get vaccinated and she went ahead and like took the chance. And now she's in a wheelchair. She's not, she has not gone to college. She doesn't see herself going to college anytime soon. When I, when I interviewed her, which was, you know, just not that long ago, less than a year ago. And I followed her a little and she was back in the hospital like a month after. So that's just been a tragic thing to see, like, the college age kids getting these vaccines. Andre is another one who has these crazy muscle spasms that has him like on the ground and he, he tapes himself. So it's, it's, it's wild to see. And he just like, and sometimes it lasts for hours, just cramping and cramping and, and his whole family though has gotten behind him and it's actually really touching to see how they, how they help. So, so, I mean, everything, but like the college age kids are really, it really a thing where I'm like, and then I see these colleges still mandating the vaccines and that's been really, really hard to watch. So I would say those are, are the stories that kind of sit with me a lot, although they all do. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, any severe adverse reaction, any loss of life is horrible, but certainly the, you know, the people who have the rest of their lives ahead of them and all yeah. of their hopes and dreams just dashed in a moment. You know, I mean, it's it's horrible. It's one of the most horrible things that I can possibly imagine. And, and you know, to be faced with that 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 question, you know, like, you know, are you going to get vaccinated so that you can go to college and you know be whatever it is that you want it to be? And then you can't do it anyways because you end up getting injured and then you're going to be disabled. And what happens when the parents die? You know, what happens when the people that are close to them that are their caretakers are no longer there? You know, I mean, who's going to be there for them? It's it's a it's a scary yeah. proposition. Yeah, it's been really it's it's really hard. I did interview one person also that did not make it into the movie because I couldn't get her to sign the release in time. And she was she was sick a lot and it was fine. And I knew it was okay, but I just want to make sure everybody's releases were signed and everything was totally legal and legit. So but she got vaccinated and had to lost her job because she was tremoring and she couldn't work. And she so she lost her job. She ended up losing her condo in Washington, D.C. or somewhere. And when I interviewed her, she was living in a trailer on her friend's land. She was totally homeless, jobless, living on a trailer in her friend's backyard in like Alabama or somewhere. And just her whole story. And and she's not the only one who's lost their jobs, who's lost their houses. Yep. Yeah. Uh, But they're anecdotes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anything but really. But all right, yeah. let's let's bring in Bruce, the Batman. Uh, let's see. Bruce. Hey, welcome to the program. We're just waiting for Bruce's microphone to connect. 
Bruce, I don't know if you can hear me through the stream, but uh, you don't have any microphone on your Zoom call, and so we see you on video, but we don't hear you. Okay, there you're connected. Welcome you back to the show, Bruce. Yeah, we've got you, buddy. How you doing? Hey, good. Sorry about that. I was just in the middle of texting uh, Unos <laughs> Legos from Lake Patriot that I no was going to be on real quick we talking before. Uh, first, I want to say thank you, Jennifer, for doing what you did and bringing this to light. Um, it's something that I've been waiting for to present to my family and friends who are vaccinated and half my kids are vaccinated because my soon to be ex kind of uh, went down that road. And because she's in the medical industry, she's a psychologist and worked in a nursing home. She was required to get vaxxed and uh, it, uh, it it didn't go well. But um, I just want to let you know that as we're speaking right now here on Red Pill Show, one of the other podcasters, our friend Omazon, is actually broadcasting your YouTube video right now on oh, okay. his channel. So he's showing it. So for anybody who can't find the link, if you have issues, Omazon has it and you will be able to watch it on replay in the foxhole. So if you have trouble, if it gets taken down again, God forbid, know that it will be on the foxhole here on Omazon's channel. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you, really. Um, my my favorite uncle is the diehard vaxxer. Uh, his son-in-law is a doctor in none other than UCLA Medical Center, and they just had their five-year-old twins vaccinated as well. And I've been sending him this information for months now, and they're still my uncle's on his fifth vaccine, uh, you know, booster. Wow. I I'm I'm freaking out because no matter what I do, no matter what I say, it just doesn't get through to him. And, you know, I send him stuff and he got to the point finally where he said, well, are you trying to scare me? Because, you know, I got vaccinated. You know, what's that going to do for me? How is that going to you know, uh, what am I going to live in fear the rest of my life? So I stopped sending them stuff. I really did. I I became so distraught by it. Um, I was able to see them while they were down in Florida visiting with my mom at the same time I was down there visiting with my mom, who has Parkinson's disease and has the first two vaccines. And I'm dealing with all kinds of fallout from that right now. She's having memory lapse issues along with the Parkinson's, which is a side effect of Parkinson's. But I think it's been amplified by the damn vaccines. Sure. And I can't prove it. And I don't know what else to do, but um, I wanted to know if you have spoken with anybody besides the, the Z-Packs and, and the ivermectin and the uh, whatever the, the hydroxychloroquine that's out there, if you've been able to locate anything that may help in reducing the symptoms from the vaccines. Yeah, so there is there's quite a few things. And before I speak, I'll just say react19.org is a, a website and it's a group started by vaccine injured people. And we've collected our vaccine injuries and what we've done that worked. And there are doctors on the site and it's the best resource. I know that IVIG has worked, which I don't even know 100% what that therapy is. It's something about, um, I mean, it's an IV and it's like an hour of day long treatment. And you get it. And um, it, I think it's kind of like a um, 
putting new new cells in the body or new, but it's IVIG. I don't really know exactly what it does. A lot of people have done that. There's an eight-year-old girl in my movie for literally like 10 seconds, but she can't walk. And she just says that she does a little Facebook post and she's like, well, I'm hoping we'll get this together soon so that we can get the feeling back in our legs. Mm. And she's eight. And um, she's, that's what she says in the movie on Facebook. And I heard that she actually just went to school walking for the first time. And it was oh, because of... Yeah, it was because of the react19.org and that her mother found them and they guided her the right way. So that's where I would guide people to go. I know also FLCCC, Frontline COVID Care, mm-hmm. uh, something with a C, um, yeah. <laughs> Frontline COVID Care, Critical COVID Care is another website. So I would say go there. Like I've definitely heard a bunch of different things and different things work. Some things work for some people and then someone, it doesn't work for someone else. So it's best to go and kind of like hear the stories, but there are some things that are working. I did hear that IVIG though, you have to keep getting it. Like, I don't know that it takes it away, but it takes away the symptoms. Yeah, Bruce, I um, I just showed uh, uh, React 19 on the screen for the audience, and I passed out the link. Uh, it looks like they have a lot of really good resources. I have seen that website before, but it's been quite some time. So I passed that link. I uh, highly suggest everybody check it out. But yeah, Bruce, to, to her point, you know, I mean, I think one of the the, the, the difficult things about this is that the uh, side effects that people experience are not uniform. Uh, and so therefore, the reactions that people are getting uh, are, are not necessarily going to be uh, uniformly treated with the same uh, the same treatments. You know, I mean, there are just so many different things. Um, I know that uh, I think Lisa and I were just talking about this the other day, but um, I know that there are protocols, kind of generalized protocols for uh, kind of detoxifying your body and, and trying to help you uh, get back to a pre vaccine injured state. Um, but again, you know, not having the direct experience myself, I can't specifically speak to them, but I, I know that they're out there. So I'll do my best to kind of track down some resources for people as well. And, and, and I'll, you know, do what I can to put it out in the next week. Thank you. Appreciate sure. that, brother. Just also, um, just a heads up, pine needle tea, uh, oh, yes. the white pine needle tea. I have been drinking it regularly since I have eight pine trees, white pines in the backyard, and I take uh, about 25, 30 needles, drop them in a big pot of hot water and let it brew. And then I stick in the fridge and I'll drink off of that during the course of a week that it's definitely, I feel that it's made a difference in May. Nice. Um, I'm not vaccinated, but I am exposed to it every day being in the same house with my ex and my children who are vaccinated yep. um, until the divorce goes through. But um, on a separate note, Zach, um, we'll be down in April and May. I'll give you a call later on uh, in the week. Perfect. We'll talk. Perfect, dude. But yeah, Jennifer, we'll set it up. thank you ever so much. Jennifer, thank you. God bless you all. And thank you for what you do. Thank you. Peace out from Batman. Thank you, Bruce. We'll see you soon, buddy. Love you. All right. And we've got one more caller on the line. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Caller, can you hear me? Hey, how are you doing, Zach? This is uh, Gene Decode. Calling Gene. back. I'm calling you from Gitmo. <laughs> I remember you. It's been a minute since you've called in. How you yeah, doing? Yeah, I call in from time to time. Uh, right now, we have a kind of a begrudgingly POW that would be a pedo of war. And I'm, he's going to give out some information since he's a doctor. So he says that will reverse some of the vaccine injuries. And um, 
He's going, I'm going to get him over here now. Hey, Fraudsy, get over here. <laughs> the name's not Fraudsy. Okay, Ouchie, Fauci, get over here. <laughs> tell the people what you need to tell them so that other people can call in. Well, I'll tell you. There's only one thing that you can do. Pray. And also, if you take chlorine dioxide, it is an oxidative. And what it does is it breaks down some of the corrosive things that are in those jabby jabs. But it does work. So it's chlorine dioxide. You can buy it on eBay for $22, free shipping. Just look a little. And it's very, very healthy. And, and actually, hear that, everybody. Fauci <laughs> Fauci had valid information, <laughs> and I just hope everybody uh, gets something out of that. We, I certainly take it three times a day, and it's uh, helped me with my karate very well. <laughs> Matter of fact, I practice it on Fauci's head three times a day, daily, regularly, and perfectly. Isn't that right, Fauci? Hey, that's right. It, it's hurting my head already. Bye, guys. You know, but have a good night. That that wasn't that that, that was a, a gentleman who calls in and does impressions of people. But, I was going to um, say that was yeah. the same person, right? Okay, yeah, that, yeah, it was all the same person. <laughs> but uh, we actually do have a sponsor of the program, onenessdrops.com, which uh, has chlorine dioxide kits available. And if you use code RP seventy eight, then I believe you get fifteen percent off. But chlorine dioxide is uh, a product that is widely maligned in the left wing media, Jennifer. If you've uh, never heard of it, but it's um, it's actually uh, a, a chemical compound that's used for water purification. And uh, in the 70s or 80s, NASA wrote up a paper called The Universal Antidote. It was a study that they did on chlorine dioxide. Uh, and they actually send it with the astronauts when they go to the space station uh, or on any uh, missions where they, they leave the atmosphere because it will stop you from getting sick. It kills everything except the human body. And uh, what you'll see when it's written about in the left-wing media, they will say that it's akin to drinking bleach. Although if you know anything about chemistry, then you'll know that uh, chlorine dioxide is not the same thing as bleach. Um, but it is also used in uh, municipal water purification. So uh, it's a great product, and uh, it's something that uh, everybody should look into, and you should have it on hand. And I've used it myself on a number of occasions, too. So that's the first time I've heard that you could use it for vaccine injuries, and uh, I would actually love to hear anybody's personal experiences with that if they can get around to it. Uh, we're almost out of time. I do have a whole bunch of thank yous over here on the Fox. So I'd like to get through those before I get your final thoughts, Jennifer. Uh, Insight Gino dropped a can. Thank you for that. Sean Joe, thank you for those three cookies. Electric Soul says, great show as always. I worry every day about my wife and my daughter who chose to get vaxxed to go to school. I hate to hear that. Absolutely hate to hear it. Uh, Porpoiseful says, you cannot find that for which you do not look. Jordan Peterson said that, and it's absolutely true. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for another cookie. Rook Castle <clears throat> says, uh, vax antidote info. Go to covid19criticalcare.com forward slash treatment dash protocols forward slash I dash recover. But if you can just remember COVID-19 critical care.com, then you'll be able to get to that direct link. And I will go ahead and share that from Rook over on the rumble chat and the odyssey chat and uh, also the getter chat as well. I'm still trying to figure out how to chat on Twitter because they keep telling me that you can't actually chat over there while you're live. Uh, Rising Patriot 1776. Thank you for the cookie. 
woke and walked, said, God bless you, Zach, and the Foxhole fam. Great guest. Never again. Yes, hopefully we never have something like this happen again. You know, you had mentioned earlier that you're excited. It's like a morbid thing to say. But I mean, I feel the exact same way. As terrible as this is, I, I think that the only way we can reach that point of, of critical mass to, you know, fully awaken the population is when this starts happening on a wide scale basis. You know, uh, it, it's true. You are seeing more and more people, you know, sports stars on live television. You hear more and more stories about young kids who are getting heart attacks and, you know, ending up in the ICU. I, I mean, the, the more that we hear stories about this and the more people who tell their stories, I think the more undeniable it becomes and the more likely it is that people will start looking at it with, uh, you know, some critical thinking. Um, Rook Castle, thank you for those three cookies. Uh, Omazon said, Jennifer is welcome to join our Foxhole family. Please invite her show. I'm showing her movie after this. Great. Yes, uh, that was the, the same person who said they were showing your movie. If you'd like to, Jennifer, my friends uh, created a free speech platform for streaming uh, and posting and, and, and putting up videos. It's called the Foxhole, pilled.net, P-I-L-L-E-D dot net if you'd like to i can put you in touch with them directly and they will set you up with a channel and you can start using it to uh to share your stuff uh also allison n she says thank you for your courage jennifer rook castle said the two parties are now the americans versus the globalist elites i can totally get on board with that uh then she also says the road to hell is paved with good intentions very very true uh sean joe he says AOC bartending to multimillionaire in two years. Congress has been very, very good to me. Yeah, uh, that's exactly how it works. Uh, Cuba Anon <laughs> says these diseases are not natural and the treatments are worse. When uh, did they start to care about our health? Uh, the Rockefeller Initiative uh, was basically when everything kind of went downhill with modern medicine. And I think it's pretty obvious from the beginning. I mean, it was all about the profit. They need to make people sick. They don't really cure anything anymore. You know, I mean, think about all of the advancements we've had with technology. You know, we've got, uh, you know, computers in our hands that are, are more powerful than the, the, the largest like supercomputer uh, 10 or 15 years ago. And yet they can't figure out how to cure anything, but and they can't get us gas mileage that's over 13 miles to the gallon. But they can continue to give us drugs and pharmaceutical options that will at least keep us alive long enough to give us more side effects so that they can sell us more drugs. Uh, Nakaz808 says, thank you, Zach. Great interview. Rook Castle said, carnivore diet and the intermittent fasting for ankylosing spondylitis. Okay, great. I hope that you see that over there on Rumble. Uh, and then she also says, and the spraying of aluminum particles into our atmosphere. Yes, we talked about that on uh, Baseless Conspiracies a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Callie RN says they put Nag- Nagalese enzyme protein in vaccines. It blocks vitamin D from being produced in the body. I, I've never heard that before. Um, but uh, that's interesting because one of the things that they said was, um, I guess maybe it would make you more susceptible to getting COVID and getting super sick as if you didn't have enough vitamin D in your body. Um, our cloaked unseen world says if COVID-19 was ever as diagnosed as they claimed, we should all have suited up like Ebola deployment teams. And, you know, obviously that was the, that was the, the conspiracy at the beginning is that, uh, I saw this guy at the store one time, Jen. Uh, I was, uh, I think I was, uh, uh, I don't remember where. Oh, I was, I was at a restaurant. I was getting a salad, and this guy walked in with this 
like breather system. He had like an oxygen tank strapped to his back with a hose that went around and a snorkel that connected to like a painter's full. It was was like a positive pressure helmet that he was wearing. And he walked in and I was like, what is going on? And the guy behind the counter looks at me. It was the funniest thing. I got a couple of pictures. I'll try to find them and show you. Maybe it was a joke. Maybe it was a joke. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure he was serious. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I don't know. I suppose maybe it might have been ironic. It could have been. Uh, Chops ITMC says, is the movie on any other platform? I detest YouTube, and I use it for channels I can't find elsewhere. Is that it for right now? It's also on Rumble and on Odyssey. There you go. If you watch it on Rumble, um, go to Anecdotal's Movie Official because that's the highest quality. It has been ripped, and there's probably like 12 people showing the movie on Rumble that are not me. Yeah, Um, yeah. And whatever, except for they have the low-quality version. And so I'd like people as a filmmaker to watch high-quality 1080p. It is on Rumble. Anecdotal's Movie Official is the page. Um, It's also on Odyssey. Okay. And yeah. Okay, great. Two great platforms. Uh, and then Matt1776, one of the creators of the Foxhole, says, uh, this is an eye-opening interview. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Vader369 dropped one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Thank you so much. Nine cookies. Uh, and then a pair of shades. Appreciate that. Cuba Anon also dropped a pair of shades. Sean Joe says, RP, if we can... Where can we get a donation info for Jennifer uh, attached to the movie? Or does she have a place? Do you have a place where people can support you directly? I, Yeah, I do, actually. And I um, on the website or even on the I think on all of my videos, if you read the comments, I have mm-hmm. the info. But if you go to the website, www.anecdotalsmovie.com, mm-hmm. anecdotalsmovie.com, there is a donate page. And I have um, I have PayPal and Venmo and a, a mailing address. And if you're interested in doing Zelle, um, you can contact me and I'll give you that info. I know people have issues with all those platforms, but it's really sure. hard to find a donation, a trustworthy, I mean, what a yeah. trustworthy donation platform. But yeah, Venmo, PayPal, and it would be really helpful. I did choose to put the movie out for free yeah. with no ads because I want it to be more accessible. I don't want people to walk away in the commercials and not come back if I'm just barely keeping them on. I so it. It, it would be, I still have debt from the, from the movie and I want to promote, like I want to also like keep moving forward with this. So it would be helpful if anybody wants. Okay, yeah. great. Great, great. Uh, and then, uh, so, you know, if I can recommend anything, Buy Me a Coffee is a great platform. I mean, they've been great for free speech. It, I got deleted from PayPal and from Cash App, and my fiance has the Cash App that I will use occasionally. <laughs> but um, by Buy Me a Coffee has been great. And then uh, there's also Subscribestar, which is kind of like the free speech version of Patreon. And uh, they won't delete you. Um, there's a, okay. uh, an acceptance, like there's an application process you have to go through. But you could, uh, you know, offer the movie for for free there still. You know, I mean, you can embed uh, your, your feed from someplace else, but then people can sign up to support you monthly. And, uh, you know, you could do other things, you know, I mean, like, you know, like uh, uh, Zoom calls or something like that. And people would um, uh, be able to, to get in and ask you questions directly. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you again for that. And then Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. All right. So uh, that is it. We We've got nobody else on the phone. Jennifer, I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us. I, I wish you continued success, and I hope that we can stay in touch, and I'd love to have you back in the future if you have anything else that you want to promote or even if you just want to come back and have a conversation with me. But at the end of the shows, I always like to ask the guests, what would you like the audience to take away from our conversation most? I, I would like the audience to take away um, 
just that we all could ask questions and we all need to have compassion with each other. And as much as we're all fired up and a lot of you have been hurt by people calling you names and the division to step aside from the, the division and like, just try to be the best human being you can be to solve this problem, which is have compassion for the people who don't understand and spread the movie. And like I said, even if someone only watches the first 10 minutes of the movie, they've seen enough to stay in their head. So it's, it's a good thing to, to pass on. And so, yeah, just say in anecdotalsmovie.com. Um, yeah. And thank you. And this Absolutely. has been really great. And your, your viewers are really great too. This has been awesome. So thank you for yeah. having me. Absolutely. I'm glad you had a good time and then tell everybody, you know, where, where else they can follow you. I know you got a Twitter, you have an Instagram. Yeah. What else do you have? Yeah. We have Twitter, Instagram, all at anecdotals movie is Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube is at Anecdotals Movie, and then um, Rumble and Odyssey were there. So we're kind of we're everywhere. And then if anybody just wants a break and wants to watch a comedy movie, my movie okay, is a great movie. I, I didn't even get to ask you about your other movies. I wanted no, to I do know. that. Like, Please plug them. Plug my heartbreak movie that totally got sidestepped by this movie, and it was my six year dream. And it's actually a comedy, and it's Una Great Movie, which is behind me on the wall, and it's on Amazon Prime. So you okay. can watch it for free on Amazon, um, or you can watch it, or you can rent it if you don't have Prime on Amazon. It's also on YouTube um, for free with ads or Tubi. So you can, in a great movie, it's a comedy, it's cerebral, it's my dream movie. So if you just want to try to try something else out, you can support by watching that movie. <laughs> okay, great. Lisa and I will totally watch it, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you know what okay. I thought. But I'm looking forward Thank to it. You. All right. So thank you, everybody, for the awesome questions tonight. Thank you for the generous donations. I really appreciate it. Let me just, on the note of buy me a coffee, let me just make sure that I didn't miss anything from there. Um, Yes. Okay. Um, Okay. No, nothing there, but I do see something on Lisa's cash app. It's not my cash app. Um, Mike. Mike Waldo. Mike had dropped a $5 donation. So thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Let me pass out. The gold pills over on the foxhole, and you guys can get in on the free money action. Uh, there we go. And hold on just a second. Boom. And the scratching has been released. Awesome. Thank you very much. Jennifer, don't go anywhere. I'm going to uh, stop the stream for everybody else, and then I'll just like to say goodbye to you personally. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I will be back on Monday because tomorrow is Sunday and I'm going to rest and hopefully I'll be back to 100% by then. So until that time, good luck. God bless. Thank you for being here with us. And thank you once again to Jennifer Sharp. We'll see you guys next time.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.